How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. EST 2016. This is interviews, music reviews, and more. This is, this is The Hotter Show. What is up, everybody? We are Rolling Audio here today on a very special presentation here on The Harder Show. As you may or may not be able to tell by the sound of my voice, I am getting ready to get hit with one hell of a cold, as I usually do this time of year, pretty much like clockwork every October and February. Pretty much uh, has been that way as long as I can remember. So I'm actually overdue for a a pretty nasty cold, and I know I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning with no voice. So instead, of not having content for you guys because I had interviews scheduled for the next couple of days or not subjecting you guys to interviews one which I'm barely have any voice because I can't stand doing that. And also it's really bad uh, for your voice to do that. I am calling a bit of an audible and have decided as today, as you guys are hearing this is Valentine's day, the day of love and what better way to celebrate the day of love than with taking a look at the other side of love. Because love is great, love is wonderful, but also sometimes love hurts and love sucks. And that's, of course, when you get broken up with or dumped. And that's what we're discussing here today, in which I'm going to be taking all four editions of the Harder Show Breakup specials that I have done over the last few years, mass them all together for you in this omnibus format in which they're all thrown together over four hours of content what more can you ask for when i don't have a new episode for you really just the episodes themselves not the intros and outros or anything but i'm going to mash all those together for you all the stories and let me tell you there are some just super cringy stories that just are going to make you go ugh. like and there's also just kind of some funny ones this is meant to be a lighthearted thing to help the listeners and people who send in these stories to kind of purge themselves of these negative feelings and stuff. That's what my intention was with this. And we actually are going to be going all the way back to start to episode 102 of The Harder Show, March 2nd, 2017, with the first breakup special. Funny enough with this one, um, the first one, I was actually sick while I was doing it. So there you go. This was done in February 2017. And a few years later, I am going to wake up sounding 10 times worse than that. I was at the tail end of something, so I was able to at least get through a full podcast. So just uh, a little disclaimer about that. Kind of hilarious that here I am doing this because I know I'm going to wake up with no voice tomorrow and not be able to make new content. And we are diving into content in the first episode up of the Omnibus. I'm sick. So that's kind of funny how that works. Then 
We jump ahead to episode 133 with the second one, episode 173 with the third, and then episode 274 with the fourth edition. Now, obviously, this is also interesting because you guys are going to have a pretty good firsthand look at how I have progressed over the years <laughs> with podcasting, going all the way back to episode 102 and then ending with 274 here on this omnibus. This is the first time I'm ever doing an omnibus. And someone actually told me I should do something like this a long time ago. And I just never really had the inspiration to until this. So I hope that you guys enjoy this. Buckle up. Obviously, you do not have to sit and listen to this whole thing all the way through today because it's going to be like four hours, like I said. But if you are into hearing about the drama of breakups and have me dissect them as well, and also hear about some of my own personal experiences, then I implore you to stay tuned. Now, before we jump into it, we're going to take a quick second to hear a word from the sponsors who are helping the Harder Show grow. Let's check it out. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Alright gang, so welcome to the Harder Show Breakup Special. I'm going to be your host today, uh, Dr. TJ Hodder. As uh, I go through stories that you guys, the Hodder Show universe, as I uh, am going to come to call you guys in situations like this, um, have sent me some of your best, funniest, scummiest breakup stories, uh, and I am going to talk about them, and I'm going to tell them right here today on the podcast, and might I say that uh, I was very... Uh, overwhelmed with how many people actually hit me up and wanted to uh, share their stories with me about their bad breakups and that kind of a thing. Some of them aren't really that bad. Some of them are just, uh, you know, there's a couple that are kind of comical. There's one that's like, it's really scummy of this individual. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a good one. There's, there's some good ones. Um, one of which, uh, you know, we, we have the, the typical over, uh, protective uh, ex-boyfriend we have uh the typical scumbags we have the materialistic girls you know stuff like that um the majority of these are from the point of view of a female because gentlemen let's face it we suck <laughs> so 
most of these stories are from the point of view of a female. And there's nothing wrong with that. I figured I would get uh, a pretty even amount. Um, but uh, I think most guys can agree that when there's a breakup happening, most of the time it's uh, the guy, if it's a bad breakup, most of the time it's the guy who's the one to blame for this bad breakup. So without further ado, I'm going to get right into these stories here. Now, I should say right off the bat that uh, obviously, like I said, there was there will be no names used in any of these stories. So if you are listening and um, I don't say your name or I make up some weird name or something, but I use your story, it's not me not crediting you for the story or anything. Unless you specifically told me you wanted to use real names in the story. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to honor everybody's wishes. Um, the only real names I'm going to use are when I tell my story um, at the end of the podcast and when I talk about my bad breakup. So diving right into it here, the first breakup story we have is actually from a musician and uh, we'll entitle this one, The Materialistic Girlfriends. <clears throat> All right. So just diving right into it here. Hey, TJ, loving the show so far. It's all great. So thank you for that. Um, you want to talk about breakups? Well, mine may not be the worst, but it will most likely be the most ridiculous. So on to the story. I was dating my girlfriend of two years and we were just hanging out and talking. Now, anyone who knows me knows that I have an odd liking to dyeing my hair weird colors. Hopefully, uh, if anyone knows who this guy is all right off the bat, he doesn't mind that I'm going this detail with the story. But my girlfriend at the time knew this very well. And at the beginning, she did not mind at all. At least that's what I thought. Dun, 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 dun. So anyway, we were hanging out and watching movies. Not that it really matters, but he says, I think it was Jack and the Beanstalk or something. Um, and I quietly mumbled how I would like to dye a small part of my hair purple. Well, guess how that turned out. She soon started arguing with me, asking why I feel the need to dye my hair, to which I responded with, I like doing it. That argument turned into... Do you think you'll get a decent job with hair like that? This is typical. And then the conversation immediately turned into her admitting that she wanted me to work in an office or something like that. I don't know. LOL. But she kept hammering into my head that if the band thing does, does not work out, I wouldn't have a backup plan, which, you know, I could, to a certain point, playing devil because I get a little bit, I can completely understand why you would want your significant other who is trying to be in a band or do something creative to have a backup plan. I can completely understand that. Um, not that I'm necessarily agreeing with her that uh, he should go work in an office and not dye his hair or whatever he wants to do. Be, be who you want to be. But, you know, it is good to have a backup plan, kids. She cared more about how I could support her than my own happiness. So the argument carried on until I eventually got sick of it and just gave up. Said, fine, I won't if it bothers you that much. All seemed to be calm for the rest of the night. She went home and I went to bed without another thought. I woke up the next morning to a missed phone call from her and a text saying we need to talk. Immediately, I shit myself, as most guys would, wondering what I did wrong. So I gave her a call and she proceeded to break up with me, stating that we wanted different things, but everyone that knew her gathered that she cared more about her happiness than mine. It came as a shock to me, and for a couple of months, I didn't really talk to anyone, but slowly came to realize how materialistic she was. Thank God I got out of that one. So, basically, my, my good friend here, um, multicolored-haired uh, musician, um, who's in a very awesome band, by the way, is in, was in a situation where his significant other 
clearly just given from that story cared more about herself and her um what she wanted and she wanted him to take care of her and blah 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 and you know that's that's not healthy man that, that's not what you want you don't want a relationship like that if you're going to be in a relationship and one of you is going to be like the breadwinner quote-unquote that's fine you know i don't think there's anything wrong with that um but you, you can't stop that individual from doing things they want to do just because it might affect their breadwinning capabilities, quote unquote. Like if I was to go to Sam and say, Hey babe, I'm going to go to Mohawk. That's not going to affect my, uh, my job or anything. But if she was like, Hey, like you can't do that. I'd be like, well, that's silly. I want to do this. It's something that it's not going to hurt anybody. It's not going to cost a lot of money. It's okay. It's one thing if I go, Let's say hypothetically here for a second, in this type of a situation, if if this individual was to say to his ex-girlfriend, hey, I want to buy 17 new guitars. Okay, that I can understand. Or, hey, I need to buy this piece of gear when, you know, do you really need this piece of gear? Like, I can completely understand where someone like that would be coming from if it was warranted. If this individual is like, oh, well, you know, hey, I know you want this new guitar, but like, do you really need this new guitar? You know, you already have a bunch of other ones that are great. You know, I can completely understand in a situation like that. But uh, something as silly as wanting to dye a patch of your hair. I mean, come on. It's it's got to be give and take. You guys, you, you can't just it can't be one sided. If there's one thing I've learned in the last five years of my relationship is there are times where you're going to have to sacrifice for each other. And that's fine. Um, not sitting here saying I sacrifice all the time or anything, but um, so guys, something as silly as like, if there's something on TV that you want to watch and your significant other would rather watch something else and you watch what your significant other wants to watch. If you want to go eat it, pizza hut and your significant other doesn't want to eat at pizza hut and you go where they want to eat little tiny things like that. Even it doesn't, it may not seem like it's that big of a deal, but sometimes little tiny, I don't even want to call them sacrifices, but little tiny things like that can make a world of difference. It's something that you're doing for this individual. Even if it's small, it's important because once you stop doing the little small things, it starts to uh, snowball, if you will, into different things and then next thing you know you know it's like hey babe what do you want to do oh i don't know we don't do what i want to do anyway it's like oh shit you don't want that you don't want to find that so definitely you, you don't want to be with a materialistic person um but at the same time you have to respect your significant other's wishes in things that they may or may not want you to do but in a situation like that i think that was uh definitely crazy <laughs> definitely very petty on that individual's part and uh, yeah, he is definitely much better off without her. That's my, that's Dr. Hodder's professional uh, diagnostics with that, uh, that breakup was definitely very warranted. All right. So the next breakup story that I have coming at you guys here is another one from uh, someone I do actually know. And they hit me up pretty much immediately. And they were like, man, like the stories I could tell you. And I happen to know this individual and I happen to be around for this individual's breakup. And I know how just scummy the guy was acting. 
and it sucked because he was kind of a buddy of mine. Um, and I don't really think I could be his buddy anymore. Just he was really scummy about the whole thing. So basically, let me lay it out for you. These individuals dated for a long time. Uh, it appeared that they were happy. Their relationship did start on a somewhat controversial note, um, but it blossomed into this wonderful long-term relationship. And uh, I think pretty much everyone who knew them thought that uh, it was in for the long haul. Um, so basically what happened, I will uh, kind of paraphrase this story a little bit here because it's uh, there are some details I don't think need to be brought up. Um, that, that's the thing with this kind of stuff, guys, is when I, when I put up that status a couple weeks ago, asking for breakup stories, I, I didn't really realize I'm like, man, I'm going to get a lot of people venting to me and that's cool. That's fine. Like, but, um, I think there were times where I was like, Oh, like I have to try and keep it somewhat, uh, to an entertaining point of a story, because if it's just someone venting to me and I'm reading off their ventings, their eight paragraph ventings, I don't think that's, uh, I don't, I don't think that's what people, that's what this is supposed to be about. But basically, is hey TJ. So I understand that you're looking for breakup stories. Well, like I said, you know the stories I could tell you. But basically, the gist of this story is this individual uh, and her boyfriend. They, uh, as I said, their relationship started off somewhat controversial. Um, but uh, it is what it is. You know, sometimes in negatives you you find positives and that kind of thing. And uh, these two individuals worked together for uh, a long time, over three years. Um, actually, over two years. And she said, one day, everything seemed absolutely perfect. We were looking into buying a house. We were looking into getting a dog. He had just started his new career. I was finishing up school. Everything seemed absolutely perfect. One day, I came home from school, and he was acting very sketchy. This is where it gets interesting. I couldn't figure out why he was acting so weird and so sketchy. I'd never seen him act like this before, but I kind of let it go because I asked him, Hey, what's going on? He said, no, no, nothing. Like everything's fine. Played it off. Like, what are you talking about? I'm fine. Ha ha ha. Didn't really think anything of it. So we went to bed that night and I woke up in the middle of the night and he was gone. Now this isn't very abnormal because sometimes he'll go away in the middle of the night, whatever, blah, 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 blah. So I go downstairs to where he's usually hanging out playing video games in the middle of the night and he wasn't there. I then realized that his coat and his keys were gone. And then it immediately hit me that something was going on. A small part of me thought that maybe he was out for some reason in the middle of the night buying an engagement ring. And uh, if only I knew how wrong I was. I decided to stay up and wait for him to see what time he got home at as it was one in the morning well he didn't end up coming home at all that night he showed up at about seven in the morning which is usually around just before the time i get up he came in very quietly as if to not wake me obviously i was up waiting for him so i confronted him right away and he acted very surprised to see me i said what were you doing where were you the last few hours and he said don't worry about it don't worry about it blah blah blah, blah. it was work which I knew was bullshit because there is no way in hell what he does for a living needs him to work at two in the morning. So right off the bat, guys, I mean, this is, this is some red flag shit. This is some sketchy, shady shit. After about an hour and a half long confrontation, I ended up just letting it go as I wasn't getting anywhere with him and he was being very defensive. 
I knew that at some point over the next couple of days, we would, it would come to a head and we'd figure out what was going on. And it certainly did. I went to school the next day, knowing that something was going on and knowing that obviously he was hiding something. So I decided to skip my last two classes and come home at least an hour and a half, two hours early. And much to my shock and surprise, he was home from work early or he'd never even left. I came in the front door very quietly and heard him talking with somebody. I then went into our bedroom to find him and someone that he works with lying in our bed. I don't think I need to tell you what happened next. He tried to claim that this was all on me because he, we had grown out of love. He wasn't getting the emotional connection from me anymore. And that's ba- basically to, to, to sum this up. He said that I cheated on you because I need more of an emotional connection. Um, I'm not getting that from you. This is your fault because you are not providing me with this nurturing environment that I need. Wow. So he cheats on her right on. So uh, basically says, yeah, I don't think I need to tell you what happened next. Two days later, his shit was out of my apartment. Right on. <laughs> so, um, that's an interesting one. Uh, so <sighs> scummy stuff, guys. Um, listen, listen, let me, let me just say this. If you are not happy in your relationship for whatever reason, your answer to your issues are not cheating on your significant other. I never understood that. Like, oh, okay, let's, so let's say, let's get real serious here for a minute, okay? Let's say that you're not getting um, enough love from your significant other. You're not getting this emotional connection. You're, you're feeling um, like you need more of a loving, nurturing environment like this person claims he did. Obviously, it was all bullshit, but let's just say, for, hypothetically for a second, let's say the significant other was being distant. They weren't providing you with the, the love that they once were, and it was really bothering you and really hurting you. You know what you do in that situation, guys? You talk to the individual. You say, listen, like, what am I doing wrong? What have I done? Blah, 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 blah. You talk about it like adults. You don't go find that somewhere else. You just don't. On the flip side, if you are the individual who is not getting the love and attention and so on and so forth that you need from the individual that you're in a relationship with, I can completely understand why you might try and find that elsewhere. I'm not saying that it's right. It's very wrong to do that, to find that elsewhere. If you are feeling like you're not getting the attention and the love from the individual that you need to get, then you can simply talk to that person. And if that person does not change and they're not willing to give that to you, then, you know, maybe it's time to move on. Or if you feel yourself already moving on, end it off, break it off. Don't be that person. Don't be a cheater. No one likes a cheater because being a cheater, it follows you around the rest of your life. From, from the moment it happens, for the rest of your life, you'll be known as a cheater. Who the hell wants to be known as a cheater? I know I would never would. That's just, uh, that's beyond the question for me. No matter what was going on in a relationship, um, you can always break it off uh, because you don't need that kind of shit in your life, you know, but at the same time, you don't want to end it off in a way like that. That's going to, I mean, you're going to feel horrible about yourself. The other person's going to feel even worse, whatever. Most of the time, if you just talk to the individual, I'm sure you'll be able to find out what is going on and you can fix any situations you have. Communication is key, folks. I think everybody knows that. All right. So, um, 
the next breakup story I have here for you guys, um, that, that one didn't really have a title, by the way. Most of these have, uh, have titles that the people sent to me. Um, but this one here actually involves someone I know very well. Um, and it involves their ex-boyfriend who, for the sake of this story, we will name douchey McDoucheface. He's a real winner. Uh, I happen to, uh, no, this guy in real life, but he's a real winner. Um, and, and this, I, I say this, and and people would be like, "Well, you know, you're just doing this because you want to talk crap about people." And that, that's nothing to do with it. I want. I thought this would be a fun thing for people to do to kind of, you know, who doesn't like to talk shit about their exes? I mean, come on, guys. Um, and this was definitely a very interesting one because I saw this happen firsthand. So. <laughs> Hi, TJ. I wanted to share the story with you, even though I'm pretty sure you already know most about the story. So my, my ex-boyfriend and I, Douchey McDoucheface, we'll just call him Douchey for the rest of the story here. We dated for just over a month. And an interesting point of this was the fact that I was never taken out on an actual date. Not out to dinner, not out to see a movie, nothing. We basically met at parties through friends. And then a few months later, he asked me out and that's just kind of the way it was. So one day he started acting very weird. He was very distant. He wasn't himself. Um, he was very attentive for the first month or so. And he fought clearly fought very hard to get me. So when I finally decided to go out with him, I was very surprised to see that it only took a month for him to seem to lose interest. So one day we were sitting on, on MSN, God, that goes, goes, goes back. Oh, sorry, Facebook messenger. And he was just acting bizarre. So finally I had enough and I asked him what's wrong. And this gets very interesting. He said that he wasn't himself because he's never taken me out on a proper date. And this is really bothering him. He said, you don't deserve that. He's like, I don't know why I've been so silly. I need to take you out on a date. Like I, I, I feel like we aren't even officially dating because I've never done this. So she then responded with, okay, like, great. Let's go on a date tonight. That's not what happened here, folks. Because he felt that the damage was already done. Because he had never taken her on a proper date, he proceeded to break up with her via messenger because he never took her out on a proper date and because he quote unquote wasn't himself. Tell me that's not ridiculous. Tell, tell me that's not just like, what? Okay, so let me get this straight. Guys, let's say hypothetically here for a second. You start dating somebody, say you meet at a party or something or at a bar. Um, you, you talk via text, you hang out a couple times. It's great. You decide to start dating and you never take her out for dinner or anything. You like make her dinner or whatever, whatever the deal is. And it bothers you that you never take her on a date. You know what you do in that situation, guys? Can you guys, can you guys tell me what you do? You take her on a date. Take her on a date. Okay. You don't break up with her because apparently taking people out on dates is just too difficult. So he proceeded to break up with her. And then over the course of the next couple of months, he was messaging every single one of my friends and he was messaging me trying to be my friend and wanting me to come over. 
as he said, he still very much cares about me and wants me to be in his life. In quotations, it basically says, uh, quote unquote, fuck buddy, which I think everybody can, uh, can kind of see where that was going. But basically, he even went as far as messaging my new boyfriend when we started dating, telling him to treat her well because she's been through enough. So, the, uh, so let me set this up for you. So let's say that uh, your new girlfriend of a couple of weeks or so broke up with her ex. They dated for a month. He was just scumbag. And this guy has the nerve to message you and tell you that you need to treat her well and be good to her and be kind to her because she's been through enough. Could, could you just picture that for a second? Like the, the freaking nerve of this guy to message the boyfriend and just be like, you need to treat her well or else because she's been through enough because I'm a scumbag. It's just like, wow, like, wow, wow, that's really impressive, wow. Can't do that when I'm sick, but uh, I can't get over the nerve of that guy to message the new boyfriend. Uh, and, and funny story, because I know this, um, and I think it will add to this. They, anytime that the boyfriend runs into the friend, because I've seen this happen, uh, the ex-boyfriend will literally cower like a little bitch with his tail between his legs and refuses to like even make eye contact with him because he knows he was in the wrong and he's in the wrong and he's so like just bent out of shape about the whole thing and about letting her go and everything so easily that I think he is uh, secretly like you know obsessed and so on and so forth or whatever that, that's whatever you know I, I don't think it's, it's a stalkerly thing or anything like that but it's still pretty funny um, the overprotective ex-boyfriend, um, because that's just, uh, who doesn't like a good overly protective ex-boyfriend, you know, and it's not even like they're friends, you know, but that was the overly protective ex-boyfriend. Um, I hope you guys got a laugh out of that because, uh, it's crazy. It's just insane. The fact that, uh, the nerve of that guy ugh, just, just boggles my freaking mind. I right, guess let's say hypothetically here for a second that you have a business you're in a band, you're a podcaster like me, you have a YouTube show, and you need some awesome new merch, business cards, logos, even maybe some t-shirts done up. Well, you need to look no further than my man, Mr. Jason Reese, over at Jaybird Digital Arts. Jason is offering a special 10% off discount just for listeners of The Harder Show when you mention The Harder Show upon contacting him. But what exactly does he do? Well, Jason does t-shirts, posters, album design, tickets, photo manipulation, you guys still with me? Advertising, business stationery, mailers, brochures, fine art... <laughs> anything else you can imagine jaybird digital arts can create it jason has done all of the t-shirts logos banners and all social media stuff for both the harder show and for harder guitar services so i can promise that you will love and be inspired by what jason comes up with you can contact him on the web at www.jaybird that's j-a-y-b-i-r-d digitalarts.com or you can search for him on facebook and instagram under the jaybird digital arts handle search hashtag jaybird digital arts for a look at all of his awesome and unique work All right, so we're back here. We're moving on to our our, our main events, actually. Um, getting closer to my breakup story, which I know a lot of people... Uh, I, I've, I think I've told the story before on the podcast, but not in full detail. So I'm sure you guys will appreciate this. We have definitely the scummiest story I received 
um, coming up as well. But this next story I'm going to get into is from a, actually someone on my Instagram, which is very interesting because uh, I don't know this person at all. Um, a couple stories I received, they were from people I didn't know. Uh, so it's very interesting. So let's see here. And, and again, you know, I may paraphrase and that kind of thing. So if this is your story um, and you are listening. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. And I forget a detail or whatever. I do apologize, but I'm just kind of telling the gist of the stories here, basically. This one is entitled, He Literally Tried to Take All My Money. <laughs> oh, some shady brother shit right there. All right. So here we go with, he literally tried to take all my money. Hi, TJ. My name is Blah Blah. Uh, interesting way to start it off there. And I saw that you were looking for good breakup stories on Instagram. For your podcast and I would very much like to share with you my story because I think it will trump all other stories that you're going to have me and my ex dated for about six years wow damn six years and we were living together we had just bought in the house um oh sorry we were just in the processes of looking to buy a house however we had an apartment together so some of the details there basically it was as good of a relationship as anyone could have, you know, we did for the first five and a half years, everything was perfect. We talked about having kids. We talked about getting married. We had two dogs. We both had good, steady jobs. We had a nice apartment. Everything seemed to be going our way. However, we had one huge fight one night as we were looking into getting a mortgage over money. And just for some reason, he was never really the same with me. I don't know if it was because I insulted him or what the deal was. I'm not going to get into that part of it. But basically, after we fought over money once, things were never the same. Quick disclaimer, it just so happened that in this relationship, I made more money. I see where the issue already lies. <laughs> so basically, over the course of the next few months, he was very distant. Um, he was very disrespectful to me. He would come home after spending stupid amounts of money on very stupid things, which wasn't like him at all. Um, and he seemed to just not care about anything anymore. It's kind of bizarre. I finally had enough one night and asked him what his problem was. And it was when I realized that I had somewhat emasculated him because during our fight, I may or may not have said something along the lines of, while I'm making more money than you, basically. Um, which is that, I mean, that would suck. Um, I, I don't, 
I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with the female relationship making any more money than the guy. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. But if you are a, uh, you know, stubborn, headstrong male and your, uh, your, your girlfriend says, I'm the breadwinner. I'm making more money than you, blah, blah, blah. blah. I could understand why that might kind of rally your cage a little bit. So basically he said, well, it's not my money anyway. Um, since I don't happen to, since I don't seem to make any for this relationship. So I'll spend it how I see fit. I think she missed a sentence there, but whatever. So basically this individual, because he was insulted because his girlfriend made more than him. Clearly it bothered him for a long time. Came to a head one night and started spending her money and his money on stupid stuff at an alarmingly reckless rate. All right, basically, so to give you the conclusion of this story here, um, boyfriend started acting weird, bringing home all the stuff that he was spending all this money on, claiming that it was uh, more her money than his anyway, blah, 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 just being an absolute tool. So he says one day all this came to a head when he came home after buying an ATV. He's never, he never said he wanted an ATV before. He's definitely not the kind of guy who would even use an ATV. So clearly this was just some kind of a shot and it was absolutely unacceptable. And at that point I had to put my foot down. I went outside and told him to return it. He said no. Um, basically stating that uh, if he's going to be a trophy wife, he needs to have nice things. Wow. What the hell? Um, and then, of course, she proceeded to break up with him, uh, as would anyone else. She said, I, I decided right then and there that enough was enough, and I broke up with him and told him that he needs to return this, give me my money back for it, because he ended up, I guess he ended up using her credit card. Um, I would stop giving him access to the credit card within, like, a week if he was uh, buying stupid stuff like that, but whatever, I digress. So after he returned it, I got a full refund. He got all of my, his stuff and got out of my apartment. I thought everything was all well and good, aside from the fact that I realized that we have a shared bank account. This is where things got awkward. Obviously, I called him a couple days later and respectfully asked him to come to the bank with me so we can split up the money or whatever they need to do. He said no. Then he said, yes. He said, yeah, no problem. I'll meet you. I'm sorry for everything I did, blah, blah, blah. Basically trying to be apologetic. She said, I almost took him back, but the damage had been done to our relationship because I couldn't trust him anymore, especially with money, which is something that's a big deal to me as I'm a career woman. Makes sense. So the day finally came for us to go to the bank and basically split, uh, split up the bank account or whatever it was. I've never done that before, so I don't know how that works. Basically, she just said to make the split. I showed up there, and to my shock, he wasn't there at the, the time that we had set. So I walked up to the teller and said, hey, I have an appointment. Ended up sitting down with a bank person, only to find that my bank had been completely cleaned out of all of the money that he had access to, which was pretty much everything, and it was withdrawn 30 minutes beforehand. So... <laughs> To try and get back at her for making him feel like this and for breaking it off and everything, he decided to clean out their bank account. Now, I don't know how these things work, but basically she said, obviously, immediately I told her that I had been robbed, that we were coming here to break off this joint bank account and everything, and that I was the 
I guess she was the sole proprietor or whatever. I don't know how any of that stuff works. She doesn't really explain it, but basically at the end of the day, it was her bank account and it was her money in the account that she was the primary holder of the account or whatever. So upon calling him, I ended up convincing him to return all the money so that we didn't have to get the authorities involved. He walked in with his tail tucked between his legs, returned the money, begged for my forgiveness, ended up leaving, and that was the last time I saw him. Moral of this story, kids, if you're going to get in a relationship with someone and you're going to have a joint bank account and you're going to intertwine your funds, make sure that this person is not insecure about how much money they make in the relationship. Thank you for letting me share my story, TJ. I hope that you get a good kick out of it. So, I mean, she explained it pretty good there, guys. If, if you're going to be in a relationship with someone and you're going to have a shared bank account and you're going to share financial um, information, that kind of a thing, I mean, that's a very big step to make a relationship. Um, and if you're going to do that, uh, make sure the person you're with is, uh, you know, is cool with that. Because clearly this guy, clearly this guy was always bothered by the fact that his girlfriend made more than him. Um, I don't think necessarily means anything. I don't think that means he's any less of a man or anything. She just, she clearly went to schooling longer. She has a better job. That's fine. You know, Sam has a better job than me. Whatever. Doesn't bother me any. But basically, she she said it best just, you know, to make sure that uh, if you're going to do this, that you, the significant other you're going to be opening this bank account with and that kind of a thing is not only is comfortable with their financial situation, but can be trusted. If you get in a fight about money and they're going to go off and start buying ATVs or whatever just to spite you for some bizarre reason, uh, you know, you might want to rethink that. Um, kind of going back to our first story about the musician, um, kind of in a somewhat of a similar thing, if you are going to be materialistic in the sense of this guy clearly thought that he needed to be materialistic in this situation or whatever. I don't know. Kind of a weird situation. You need to make sure you can be with someone who will respect money and will respect your money if they have access to it, especially because that's a, that's a whole other ball game. Um, but at the same time, you know, kind of playing devil's advocate for this guy here. If you were completely like masculinized completely and you felt like you were a trophy wife and that, your girlfriend disrespected you in the most ultimate way by that kind of an insult. I mean, I'd be hurt too. I'd be insulted too. If, if someone said something like that to me, don't get me wrong. He definitely shouldn't have reacted that way. <laughs> I think that that's a little crazy. The fact that he went overboard and started spending all this money um, to, for some reason, think that was a way to get back at her. I don't know. But if you're that unhappy with how much money you're making in your current financial situation, then make an attempt to fix it or make an attempt to make it better. The answer is not to go out and spend money and piss off your significant other to the point where they feel like they can't trust you anymore because you've spent all this money behind their back and they've the ultimate trust betrayal of trust literally take money out of the bank without them knowing. Uh, I'm very glad this individual got her money back though, because that could have ended so much worse. And she go kind of mentions that a little bit as well in the message, but that, not, not any point going into that, but so yeah, if you're going to break up with somebody, be careful with the financial situation, if there is one, because uh, you could very easily get get burnt. So, we come to another wonderful uh, story here, this time told by uh, somebody from my Twitter, simply entitled, you know that song Crazy Bitch? 
Well, it might as well have been written about this one. Holy crap. Okay. So, hey, TJ, I understand you need stories for a breakup special for the podcast. Well, you're going to want to get a load of this one. It's pretty short and sweet, but I think that uh, it's the epitome of what a crazy bitch can do. All right. Um, I will warn you, this gets a little graphic just for a few minutes here. So I dated my ex-girlfriend. We, we broke up just a couple of months ago. So this is very fresh. We dated for about a year and she was always a wild chick. <laughs> the sex was great. She was absolutely smoking hot. I literally thought I hit the jackpot because she was just like a model. And it was just awesome for a guy like me being a, a bit of a loser. Okay. I don't know why he's calling himself a loser, but whatever. <laughs> You're not a loser, buddy, just for the record. Um, so basically, we dated for a while, and I thought things were going pretty good. And then she kind of started to act a little crazy. I don't know if there was something I did to, to make this happen or what. I asked her after we broke up, and she said that I didn't do anything, that she just kind of lost interest in me. And the way that she decided to basically break it off with this guy is accusing him of cheating. I'll go into this here. So one night I decided to go hang out with my friends. We were going to go play some Xbox. Okay, cool. Right on. Sounds like something I would do. Upon getting to my friend's house, I had 13 missed calls from my girlfriend, which was very much unlike her. So I thought something was wrong. I called her and she proceeded to cuss me out, asking me where I was, claiming that I didn't go the normal way I go to get to my friend's house because she said, when I called you, you would have answered. I then proceeded to be absolutely dumbfounded as she'd never, ever acted like this before. I then assured her that I did go the right way, that there was maybe some more traffic, but that I was at my friend's house and I did not make any detours. It was very bizarre and it was only the beginning of a weird month or two for me. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. A very bizarre, paranoid behavior. I later went home that night and she apologized and uh, you can probably assume what happened. <clears throat> anyway, so the next few days, everything seemed perfectly normal, but she seemed to be a little distant in the sense of we wouldn't normally talk as much as we normally would. One day, I let her know that I had to go on a business trip for work which was not completely uncommon as I'd gone on them before for work. It was just a little one. It was going to be uh, a one, an overnight 
one deal thing. I'd be back the next day. She said that it was no problem, of course, and that she would miss me, but she obviously understands. So I was, I was very worried to tell her, but everything seemed normal. So I just went on the business trip. When I arrived at my destination at the airport, I got off the plane and proceeded to get a coffee. I turned around and I kid you not, out of the corner of my eye, I saw someone sitting on a bench. They were clearly in some kind of a disguise. I then realized that this was my girlfriend. I have no idea how she got to the airport to this day. The only thing I can imagine is that she somehow bought a ticket without me knowing and got on the same, was on the same flight as me. Interesting. The whole reasoning for this, I cannot understand. The only thing I can figure is that she wanted to spy on me. As I went about my business, I kept seeing her out of the corner of my eye following me from afar, but I never let on that I knew she was there. As I got on the plane the next day to go home, she was nowhere to be found. Confused, I decided to call her. It went right to voicemail. Her phone was off. I thought this was very bizarre. I could not believe. I thought to myself, was that actually her that I saw? Am I going crazy? I got home later that night and she was at home waiting for me and acted like nothing happened. I thought to myself, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe it wasn't actually her. Why would she follow me to the airport? Why would she be, why would she get on a plane and fly an hour and a half away, two hours away, just to watch me to make sure I was actually going on a business trip? Some crazy people out there, man. I don't know. Spoiler alert. It was actually her. A few weeks passed and there wasn't really anything of major significance to say, but basically I can tell you that she was being very paranoid. It all came to a head one day, as it usually does. When I decided to go to the beer store to get some beer as it was coming up on a holiday, I said, Hey, babe, do you want to come with me? She said, No, I'm going to stay here and get things ready. I said, Okay, awesome. So I hopped in my car and went about my business. I ended up having to turn around and come home because I realized that I actually forgot my wallet. Stupid me. I went inside, came back out, but I realized that she was nowhere to be found. So very confused, I just got back in my car and Drove and went about my business. I got to the store, went in, got a case of beer or whatever, came back out. I went to go put it in my back seat. This is like, this is like some like Kevin Hart story shit here, guys. I went to go put it in my back seat. And that was when to my horror and shock, I found my girlfriend in the back seat of my car underneath a blanket on the floor, just laying there spying on me. And she looked at me as if she, I wouldn't see her. And it all came to a head right there when I lost on her. And it was, I didn't, I didn't even know what to say. She says, believe me when I tell you that I just stood there shocked for about a good 10 minutes and she did not say a word. Finally, I just blurted out, what are you doing? She proceeded to tell me that she was following me and that she had to keep an eye on me because I was clearly cheating on her, blah, 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 blah. It was not true. I ended up uh, breaking it off with her and literally threatening to call the police because I didn't even know what to do anymore because she was acting like a stalker. That's bizarre. In all, it ended up being a ploy for her just to break up with me and for her not to appear to be the bad guy to her friends and our friends that we have together. Okay. At the end of the whole thing, it sucks that it happened that way because she was such an awesome girl. I don't know what caused her to be so paranoid, but... I can tell you one thing, 
I will never date crazy bitches again. <laughs> well, thank you for the story, man. Uh, that's definitely bizarre. That was like some like Kevin Hart shit. Um, so if you're going to date a wild chick, it's a little crazy. That's okay. You know, you know some people like that. Be prepared because you're probably going to be dealing with some interesting stuff, but that's next level shit. Like her getting on a plane and following him and like, oh, that's, that's weird. Her being in the backseat of his car. If you don't know what I'm saying by the Kevin Hart thing, there's a, a joke Kevin Hart tells of a story where like his, one of his exes was just in the trunk of his car when he went somewhere and she like got it right away. Like nothing happened. It's kind of like that, except for obviously this was the backseat and he confronted her and she admitted and everything. But, um, that's insane. Crazy, crazy bitches, man. We now come to the last two stories I have for you guys here today on this uh, Harder Soul Relationship Special. And I saved the best two for last. At least I think the best two for last. This next one here, like I said, it is definitely the scummiest story. When I say to you what the title of this email is that I received from this individual, you will understand. This story, ladies and gentlemen, is entitled, He Tried to Cheat on Me With My Daughter. Okay. Let's just see what happens here. Hi, TJ. This is a bit of a weird story, but hopefully it will make an interesting story for the podcast. So basically, I dated this man. He was a couple years younger than me, but he was very mature. And we hit it off very, very well one night after meeting. We ended up dating for a few months and things were awesome. He was a bit of a handyman, so he helped me fix some things up around the house. He was very awesome with my daughter as well. I'm very weird with dating as my daughter is away at college. I try to make sure that I can be there for her if she needs anything, but she convinced me to try dating. But my daughter and this guy hit it off really, really well, um, and it seemed like he was going to be an absolute wonderful addition to our family, which is cool. Um, he was very hardworking, very dedicated, a really sweet guy. We dated for a few months, and that was when I asked him to move in with me. He hesitated a little bit, but then decided that he was going to. So we decided to move in together. He wanted to keep the apartment that he had as he claimed that he had a lot of stuff that he didn't want to move over here, blah, 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 blah. That's a little sketchy. Why would you move in with someone and want to keep your apartment? I don't know, whatever. I mean, I guess if you can afford it, what the hell? But basically he said that if my daughter would like, she could always move in there and give her a little more privacy and it's a little closer to the transit. So I, of course thought it was a wonderful idea and said, yeah, absolutely. We can, we can make that happen. So my daughter ended up moving into his apartment. He moved in with me and for a couple months, things were wonderful. As with most stories on this list here, he started acting a little bizarre a couple months in a couple months later, as we discussed kind of the more serious things of relationship. I asked him if he wanted kids. He had said yes before, but then he kept saying no. Kind of weird. Um, he started seeming like he was getting bored of our relationship. And I kept asking him if there was something I could do. He kept saying that he wasn't bored. Typical guy shit. He started spending more and more time with his friends and spending more and more time out. It, we came to a head one night when he came home and he was a little drunk. And I told him that I don't have time for this. He needs to stop acting like a child because I already have one. I don't need two. He then decided, he then said he was going to go home. So he went back to his apartment. I was absolutely fuming and didn't realize the fact that my daughter was there until a few moments later. I called her and said that she needs to leave 
because he was coming back and he had been drinking and that he was in it. He was very angry. My daughter didn't end up answering her phone. To this day, I still don't really know why, but I can tell you this. I drove over to the apartment and what I walked in on was not my daughter being raped or there against will or anything. It was this sleazeball trying to seduce her and convince her to cheat with him, saying that it would be, it was a fantasy for him to be with a mother and a daughter, that he wanted to see which one of us was better, blah, 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 blah. It goes on for quite a while about stuff that he was saying to her. Um, Obviously, my daughter was not having it and was very grossed out. She claimed to this day that he didn't actually touch her or anything, but I was not having any of it. I immediately ran over and slapped him in the face and threatened to call the police. If he didn't let my daughter go, he of course applied and said that he didn't touch her or anything. We went home and I ended up calling the police either way. Nothing ended up happening as my daughter to this day still claims that he didn't actually touch her, that he was just trying to basically convince her that they should have sex. Cause you know, that's, that's cool. I want to have sex with my, uh, my girlfriend's daughter. That's cool. That's right on. Good for that guy. It just is funny. Goes to show that sometimes even what seemingly are nice guys can be absolute scumbags. If given the opportunity, I mean, seriously, who tries to cheat on their girlfriend with their daughter? What the hell is wrong with the world? What the hell is wrong with the world? Indeed. (laughs) That is very bizarre. What the hell is wrong with the world? That's uh, that's weird. So yeah, (laughs) definitely the scummiest story of a guy trying to, uh, basically hook up with uh, his girlfriend's daughter uh because he wanted to cheat on her with his with her daughter because you know that's that's healthy that's got to be a good that there's gotta be something going on there but whatever i don't know anyway so that was that story we now come to our main event a story that a few people i know are looking forward to me telling because i have personal experience in this one because it's my breakup story so let me set the seed for you here i dated my ex-girlfriend we'll call her roxanne Yes, that's what we've called her before. We dated for just over three months. I was extremely serious or anything, but just is what it is. Given that it was my first like relationship, it was definitely there was a lot of things I was not experienced with in these kind of things. Um, and breakups were something I'd never went through before. I had been through heartbreak and I'd been through being turned down and all that kind of thing, but never through an actual breakup. So basically, we were dating for just over three months. And things were great for the first, you know, two and a half months or so. And then she started getting a little bizarre with me. Um, started being kind of distant, you know, wouldn't be able to hang out with me for whatever reason. She'd always have an excuse. Um, I didn't think anything of it. I just thought, you know, oh, I've done something wrong, blah, 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 you know. When at the end of the day, I didn't do a damn thing wrong. I was, uh, I was wonderful. <laughs> just, you know, let me just say that. But basically... After uh, about two weeks or so of her being very distant and kind of moody with me, it came to a head one night. She came over and basically apologized and was like, I'm sorry. It's school, blah, 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 blah. You're wonderful. I want to be with you. Uh, can we just put this behind us? And I said, absolutely. Cause I, I don't want to, I don't want to fight with you. I don't want to break up or anything like, holy crap. You know, this is, I don't want to lose this. Um, so we decided but the next day, we were going to go to the Santa Claus Parade in Toronto. Sounds good. Something she wanted to do. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm down. So, so she left that night. 
I said, text him when you get home, you know, as we normally did. Everything seemed great. Everything seemed fine. I was a little worried when she was coming over, but uh, when she got there, everything seemed great. I was like, okay, cool. We're, we're fine. This is going to be a wonderful day. So the next day, old TJ gets up. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. You know, makes himself look pretty, finds a, a Santa hat, and uh, gets ready to go. And I text Roxanne as I'm leaving and just say, hey, like, do you want anything on Tim Hortons or anything or whatever? You know, like, I'm going to, I'll stop on the way if you want. And she just said, no, it's okay. I said, okay, I'll come pick you up in like half an hour. And she said, no, I'll meet you at the train station. So, okay, that's fine with me, I guess. Didn't really think anything of it. She was being a little short with her taxes, but like, I just, you know, I don't think anything of it. So I go to the train station and it's, I think it was a Saturday morning, I want to say, or a Friday morning, Saturday morning. Yeah. Saturday morning, Toronto, St. Claus Parade. And when we got there, it was probably about 9 30, 10 o'clock in the morning, somewhere in that ballpark. So it was like peak hours. Okay. Like there's thousands of people there. So I pull up in my truck, all happy. I get out and I'm just like the happiest camper in the world. I'm waiting for my girlfriend. We're going to go see the Toronto Santa Claus parade. We're going to go out for dinner. It's going to be just great. So she pulls in, in her car, parks kind of crookedly. I go, oh, that's bizarre. It's not like her. And then she got out of the car. And this was when I realized something was wrong. She was in her pajamas, basically. <laughs> and uh, looked like she'd been crying. And I just kind of was like, hi. And she was like, we need to talk. And then immediately my heart dropped out of my chest because I knew it was coming. And then she proceeded to break up with me in the Oshawa Go Station parking lot, surrounded by hundreds of people. I mean, it's not like people were surrounding us watching, but like people were looking over. Because I mean, you know, I'm an emotional brother. Okay. So I'm being broken up with for the first time in my life. And I'm, I'm, I wasn't losing it in the sense of like I was like screaming or anything, but I was like, you know. I was emotional. And I was just like, the, the hell do you mean? Like, we need to like break out. Like, what the hell are you talking about? And it's gives me all these bullshit reasons. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, what? So basically, to make a long story short, my ass got dumped in a, a go station parking lot. Instead of my significant other coming to me and breaking up with me or doing it over the phone or whatever, which in this situation, I respect the fact that she did it in person. I just don't respect the fact that she made me still drive <laughs> to Oshawa to do it. Um, but that's okay. This was fucking like six years ago. I'm not telling the story out of mouse or anything. I just think now I look back and I think it's funny. Cause it's just like, come on, like who gets, who gets dumped in a parking lot? Like God, 
I tell you, this guy does. So I, I'm pretty sure I like, you know, sped off in my truck and ran like three red lights or whatever the hell the deal was. But to this day, I still have not heard any stories that I think beat mine in the sense of how you got dumped. Um, I was really hoping that someone would come at me with a really good story of them being dumped or whatever. But um, me being dumped in the parking lot of the Oshawa Go station, I think that's pretty good. I think that's pretty funny. Um, looking back, I, I laugh and smile because I just think it's hilarious now. At the time, I didn't. At the time, it was the worst. But uh, any, it's funny because anytime I'm there, not so much anymore, but like for the first, I'd probably say about a year, anytime I was back there, I'd just be like, oh, I don't like it. I don't like it here. Now it's just like, it doesn't even phase me anymore, of course. But it's just funny. You know, sometimes when you think things are going one way, you get absolutely blindsided and they go another way. <laughs> but that's okay. That's life, man. What are you going to do? You know, she did what she had to do to uh, secure her future or whatever. And uh, goddamn, look at me. You know, if, if uh, we didn't break up, I wouldn't be the person I was today. If I didn't go through that, maybe I wouldn't be the person I am today. Um, I wouldn't have Sam. We just celebrated five years, guys, just over the weekend. And I mean, holy crap. Uh, it's amazing. It's absolutely incredible. I wanted to do this breakup special thing here, almost in the sense of, I guess, to, I was going to talk about relationships. And I thought that was kind of boring. I'm like, no one wants to hear about good relationship stuff and whatever. People want to hear the dirt. So I thought that this would be kind of fun to do. And I think that that people sending in some of their stories was great. I think that um, people like sharing their stories about this kind of stuff and about their scummy exes and, you know, their uh, being materialistic girlfriends and all that kind of wonderful stuff, man. So it's been fun. It's been fun to read your guys' stories. To those of you who did submit stories that I didn't choose, please do not take it personally. I got an hour, so I I wanted to pick the stories I thought were the best or most entertaining. There were still some pretty good damn stories that people sent me, and I I hope that uh, maybe sending those, venting in a way, if you had any more um, harbored anger or anything, you were able to get that out. Hopefully, if you have a story that was uh, selected for this podcast, you got a kick out of hearing it. Um, if I messed up any details or anything, I do apologize. Please message me and give me hell. But I was going off of, um, the messages you sent me and was paraphrasing in, um, if I needed to just to kind of move the story. All right, gang. So it's Dr. Hodder here. We of course are talking bad breakups, scummy breakups and all that kind of a thing here on the show for the Hodder Show Breakup Special 2.0. I hope that you guys are ready and I hope that you are excited as I am. And check out some of these stories, dive into them, analyze them with me, because that's what we are doing here today. So the first story, not wasting any time, jumping right in. The first story I have for you here today, guys, of course, I don't use any names or anything, but you, I'm assuming you're listening to this podcast because you sent in the story. So I chose your story <laughs> to talk about because I think this one was really interesting. So we're starting off with a really good one here. It is entitled An Expensive Catfish. Mm. Hey, Hodder, I don't know how crazy or scummy this is, but I've got kind of a quick but funny one for you from a few years back. Okay, cool. I started dating a girl I met online who lived in another country. Okay. I know it sounds crazy, but when you know, you know, or at least you think you do. Fair enough. I met her on a dating site. She first contacted me and she was just an absolute smoke show. Right away, I was hesitant, but couldn't resist. 
Something felt a little off, but I never thought more of it. We really hit it off. From day one, we spoke on Skype and on the phone, but she always said she never had a webcam. Okay, stop right there. <laughs> Red flag. <laughs> as, as someone who was in the uh, internet dating game for a long time, if you start to talk to somebody uh, and, and they want to talk on Skype or whatever, especially if it's their idea, uh, and they, oh, my webcam's broken. I'm sorry, but they're hiding something. Something's going on. But anyway, I'll continue the story. I never cared, though, about the no webcam thing. However, I would always ask her for new selfies and stuff, you know, just so I knew she was legit, especially after we started dating. Fairly smart thing to do, I'd say. I'd just be like, babe, what are you doing right now? And she'd send me a picture of her literally like sitting in her room or at parties or in her work uniform, like as I asked. Whatever we were talking about, she would send me pictures of. So nothing seemed even remotely weird about it. Okay, so that's interesting because if you're talking to someone and you're like, hey, like, what are you doing right now? And then like, they send you a picture of, oh, I'm sitting in my room right now talking to you, stupid, or whatever. And then they send you a picture of them sitting in their room. I mean, you know, you're not going to think anything of it. So that's, that's really, really interesting. Well, after a few months, I decided to go see her. I was going to surprise her by showing up on her birthday. Wow. I spent about $1,000 on the tickets I needed. Where were you going to? Should have included that. Holy, I mean, obviously you flew, but damn, still. Keeping in mind at the time that I saved up for months to do this. A couple of days before, we were talking on the phone and she was really upset because she said everyone was busy on her birthday. I couldn't take it, so I blurted out that she wouldn't be alone because I'd be there. She laughed it off at first, but I told her I was serious and that I'd be leaving in a couple of days. Up to this point, she had no idea this was happening. She all of a sudden got really quiet and then hung up the phone, which pissed me off because I thought she didn't want me there. Was it all a lie? Then she Skyped me. But this time, she had video. I was yelling for her to show her face and talk to me because I was so upset. I know that was the wrong thing to do at the time because I was being an asshole, but I was really mad, understandably. So she slowly did. But, dun, 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 dun. It wasn't the girl I knew. She was someone else. Oh, man. She started immediately apologizing and crying. But here's the really weird thing she was actually more attractive. Then the pictures she sent me. Interesting. I mean, even with crying face, like it blew me away. I was speechless. Usually catfishing either it's someone who is, you know, not to be rude, but isn't the most attractive person or is it even a dude or something? You know, yeah, I mean, traditionally people who are catfished and are the catfisher, if you will, or catfish e er, I don't know, whatever, the person who is doing the catfishing. Generally speaking, there's a reason they're catfishing someone. Either they're, you know, hiding something or they're very self-conscious about the way they look or it's a dude who wants to just mess with people or it's a dude who, you know, is maybe having some issues with his own sexuality and wants to experiment or whatever the reason, you know. Generally speaking, it's not someone who doesn't, wouldn't really need, necessarily need to catfish people per se but i'm sure there must be a reason whatever the reason i was literally speechless i mean i was really hurt regardless by it but it was just kind of weird you know 
But I calmed her down. I mean, it didn't change the fact I had feelings for the person, you know? I asked her why and how, she, and she explained that she was nervous to put her face on a dating site. Makes total sense. So her friend she works with convinced her to use her instead. Interesting. She got in too deep with me and was afraid to tell me. Okay, I see what is happening here. Her friend would literally send her pictures all the time to use, which was a little weird. Yeah, that is a little bizarre. So it's like, what, she'd be talking to her friend and be like, oh, I'm talking to so-and-so right now. Oh, here, send him this picture and say, like, you're at a party or whatever. And then it'd be her, like, standing at a party with a drink or something, I guess. So that was a little bizarre. That is really weird. She kept saying sorry and she knew how ugly she was. But I mean, I told her it was quite the opposite. I was blown away. Like, she was absolutely beautiful. But unfortunately, my trust in her was completely shattered. She obviously understood she felt horrible that I bought a plane ticket. A part of me still wanted to go because of the money I spent, but I just couldn't do it. I see now, (laughs) maybe it's just me, but if I spent $1,000 on a plane ticket to go see somebody, even if it turned out to be a worse scenario, like turned out to be a guy or something like that, I'd probably still go to the place. I just wouldn't see that person. You know, like, I'm sure you could find something to do for that amount of money you spent. I mean, uh, that's brutal. As much as I wanted to, I just couldn't bring myself to go. It felt too weird. She also said she didn't know if it was a good idea. So clearly there was something else going on. Yeah, obviously there was something else going on. I ended up ending it after for obvious reasons. Yeah, We still chat fairly often. She's a really cool girl. It was just a really weird experience. I'm much more careful now, but the whole experience sucked, mainly for my bank account. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I, don't really, I don't really think there's anything to really analyze from this story, but uh, if there's one lesson from this, folks, take from uh, our listener here, always be careful with catfishing because I myself personally have been catfish, has been catfished before, um, and it sucks. It wasn't in a situation like that uh, where I, you know, spent money or anything it was just you know i talked to someone for a couple days and then like basically put two and two together like hey one time actually this is kind of a funny quick story has to do with the topic of course because you know here on the hottest show i don't totally go off on random segue tangents for no apparent reason about topics that we're not discussing (laughs) because i don't do that folks i really don't one time i was talking with somebody and we went on skype the thing and I have it cool talk to people on Skype all the time and we're talking and they turn on the webcam and it's just a it was just a dude but like he was still talking with like a female voice and I mean instantly I'm like okay look I have no problem with people who like the same sex obviously no problem with that at all I personally just not my preference so I was like excuse me like dude it's like what are you talking about and I'm like I can literally see you on webcam talking right now and just the look on the person's face. And they just, that was it. They they ended the conversation and deleted me or whatever. But I just thought that was really funny. That's happened on chat roulette before too. When there was a period of time where a couple of my buddies and I used to like sit around and drink and go on chat roulette, just kind of like goof around and be, be stupid. Especially when we were drinking, we would like be talking to someone who wouldn't have their webcam on and they'd be like oh i'm a girl or whatever then they turn on the webcam and they'd just be like some like old dude and they'd be like what which is that's almost a weirder thing because that's a whole other conversation for another time here on the show about people who like lure girls and boys and so forth but that that's another story but yeah catfishing sucks 
You got to be careful out there, folks. If you think even remotely for a second that you are being catfished by someone, there are ways to, you know, go around it. Especially in this day and age, I feel like catfishing isn't as big of a problem now as it was even five years ago because now it's like FaceTime and all that. Like, there's no excuse anymore. If you have a cell phone, you have a way to talk live and be able to show your face. At least I think so personally. Okay, so this next one I have from you here was sent in by a female listener. Always interesting to get kind of the female perspective on this type of topic, especially when the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm not a girl. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what it's like to deal with, you know, a scummy dick ex-boyfriend or whatever. So it's always interesting to read these kinds of stories. And this one has probably the best name that uh, out of all of them, I think. And that is uh, Douche Wars Episode 6, Return of the Dick. <laughs> Douche Wars Episode 6, Return of the Dick. I fucking love it. I love it. All right. So here we go. Hey, DJ. So I was debating on sharing my story, but I figured it was just scummy enough for the pod. Hopefully you agree. If not, just don't read it. Well, obviously I think it's good enough. Uh, also, I should say, before I continue, all of these stories, I kind of pre-read a little bit, but I didn't like, basically I read them like the first paragraph or two and was like, okay, this is, this seems like a good enough story to have on the pod. Generally speaking, I read all the stories that people sent me except for one just because they ended up retracting it, just because they knew that the individual is the type of person to like cause a big stink if for some reason they would hear it. So even though I assured them, you know, this, this, this is the most listened to podcast in the world or anything, but is what it is. So here we go here, diving back into the story. A few years ago, I started dating a guy. Long story short, he was an immature dick who ended up cheating on me. Should have known, but I was a stupid kid at the time. So this was a few years ago. Um, the writer here, she started dating a guy a few years ago, but uh, turned out he was an immature dick. Relationship ended. You know, who, as most relationships would end <laughs> if you're dating an immature dick. Fast forward to about a year ago, and this guy kind of had a resurface in my life. This time, he was totally different. It was like he was a whole new human being. He had a great job, a house, a non-douchey car. I'm curious what exactly she means by that. And he was just like a whole new person, you know? Now, right off the bat, I'm going to say red flag. <laughs> because people who are major dicks generally don't really change, in my experience. On the outside, they may change, but deep down inside, they're still a dick. After we ran into each other... At a few different parties and at bars, he ended up sending me flowers. Interesting. Attached to the flowers was a card that was basically him apologizing and not necessarily saying that he wanted another chance because he knew he didn't deserve one, but just apologizing because he knew how badly he screwed up and how much of a dick he was. And that he hoped one day he'd at least get the chance to take me out on a real legit date since he never did before. Well, uh-oh. I'm sure you can figure out what happened next. I took him up on his offer for dinner. He romanced the hell out of me. He was so sweet, I couldn't even handle it. Oh boy. It was almost like a movie. We wound up back at his place that night. After a couple of dates, all of which he kept surprising me with 
sweet with how sweet he was and how charming he was, he ended up asking me out. There's like 17 dots here, <laughs> just for dramatic effect. I, of course, couldn't say no. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, he had to have changed, right? This was a completely different person than the man I dated before, right? No. Well, I was wrong. <laughs> oh, I can tell it's not going to end well. After a few months of magical courtship, oh, well then, he basically gave up. Oh, no. He knew he had me, so he stopped trying. It was literally like someone flipped a switch. He used to hold doors open for me, and he would always walk me home to my door every single night we'd see each other. Always texting me good morning, good night, no matter what, always texting me to see how my day was. After the six-month period and this little flip switched, I was lucky to literally have him text me back. Good Lord. It was horrible. Absolutely horrible. I felt like crap. I asked him repeatedly what was going on and he kept saying nothing. When I tried to leave, he turned it back on again. It turned into a vicious cycle. Okay, so basically, from what I'm getting from this, had an ex-boyfriend who's a douchebag. Douchebag seemingly turned his life around once she was in the relationship all the way. After a few months, he turned back into a douchebag. And every time she would show signs of leaving, he would turn the nice charmingness back on. And she'd be like, oh, maybe he's changed. You know, typical douchebag stuff. It all came to a head one day when he came home late one night. Side note, he begged me to spend a whole week at his place. And I did. Dot, dot, dot. I literally think he was home for maybe two hours in total. Jesus. He came home that night covered in body glitter and had lipstick all over him. He also smelled strongly of perfume. Oh, I think we can all figure out what happened there. He played it off like it was nothing and accused me of being jealous. Now, I know I broke some rules when dealing with a douche, but I'm not stupid. Obviously, I knew where he had been and left him. He showed up at my place the next day with flowers, acted all sweet, but once again, he showed his true colors. That was it for me. I knew that I had to end it. And even though he kept trying for weeks afterwards, I never broke the promise to myself that I would not let him hurt me again. Good for you. If there's one thing I for sure know now is that once a cheater, always a cheater. And once a douche, well, he'll probably always in some way be a douche. (laughs) Folks, take away from the story a very important lesson as well. Um, Obviously, you you are worth more as this individual now knows that she doesn't need to stay in a relationship with a douche because nobody should you're always worth more you can't change who people are you can polish a turd but it's still a turd (laughs) as in this case this guy was a turd so i'm glad that you left him and that you have moved on with your life so that's very good to hear and always remember guys there's one thing to take away from this story and all these types of stories here on the podcast today you don't need to stay in a crappy relationship or with someone who's a douche or with a girl that makes you crazy any of that kind of stuff, because 
you are always worth more. You always deserve better. You deserve to be happy. And that's just, at the end of it, that's, you know, kind of the theme of today's podcast, aside from letting people kind of vent about their exes and their breakups and crazy fun stories and that. That is kind of what I want to to take away from this podcast today. All right. So our next story, uh, this one has a very interesting title. And I still love that you guys took the time to title of these because it makes it so much better. Because before, if I had to think of titles, I just find it takes away from the story, you know? So I'm really glad you guys titled these. This one is uh, definitely seems like it's going to be a bit more of a, not vulgar, but definitely this is the uh, listener's discretion is advised story that I have here, <laughs> as have a couple of them already been. So this one is never have sex with your girlfriend in a vehicle in front of her friend's house while people are catcalling, watching, and recording you. Dot, dot, dot. It doesn't end well. Dot, dot, dot. Well, shit. <laughs> I'm sure uh, we, I probably could have told you that, but it is what it is. Hey, man. So I'll keep this short and sweet. Well, I appreciate that. I, he jumps right into it. I dated a girl for a few months. Things were good. She was hot as hell and we got along great. Well, that's a good thing. We were both really big partiers at the time, more so her than me. We would always go to parties together, but this particular time, we didn't. I decided to skip, but I told her, of course, I'd come pick her up as she'd been drinking. So I went to pick her up, and she was absolutely hammered, of course. Nothing new there, as we were both big drinkers. She convinced me to stay and drink, and said we'd sleep in my truck. No biggie, we've done it before, probably a couple dozen times. And after a few shots of Jaeger and a few too many beers, it seemed like a really good idea. Now, let me me just stop there for a second. If you're going to go pick up your significant other from a party and you know that you're the DD and you show up and they convince you to drink, I mean, that's fine. But I mean, to me, (laughs) that probably means bad things are going to happen. Is what it is, though. So things got, we ended up back in my truck and things got a little heavy and we ended up having sex in my front seat. Again, no big deal. It's happened before, but, oh God, but this time all of the windows were open and I was literally parked right in front of her friend's house. Like my door was lined up with her front door and windows. Oh God. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. People came up to the truck to watch and were recording it. Oh, man. People were catcalling us from the windows and from the deck. It was just horrible. Some people are into that, I know, but I can say this with utmost confidence that I certainly am not and she is not either. 
However, we were both way too drunk to care at the time. And I mean, let's be honest, we had already gotten started. <laughs> so, you know, when, when you're drunk and you're, you're in the moment, maybe you don't really care. <laughs> I still think me personally, I'd be like, let's at least do up the windows or something, you know, just a thought. Next day, once we realized what had happened, we were mortified. Luckily, and this is amazing, no one shared the videos. Thank God. That is really interesting that no one shared them. I mean, they probably shared them amongst each other or whatever, the group of friends, but they didn't like put it on the internet or anything. That's pretty amazing in this day and age. But a good thing, because people who do that kind of stuff suck. Unfortunately, the damage was done. My girlfriend was so embarrassed that she said she couldn't even look at me. Even though neither of us were really at fault, she wanted it, even though she technically did want it more, it does take two to tango, you know? So basically what I'm kind of getting from that is she was so embarrassed by it that she couldn't look at him without thinking about it. And she couldn't see him in that way anymore because she was so embarrassed. Even though technically... I think both parties are at fault here if there is a fault to be had. If anyone's involved, it's the people who are recording and watching. I mean, come on. You, you know, do something else with your time. Goddamn, you're at a party. Have fun. If you find watching people having sex fun, well, uh, I guess, you know, uh, do you. So she dumped me and basically stopped seeing those friends. Well, that, I think that might have been a little harsh. but So I guess don't do stuff like that. LOL. It blows, but can't blame her, I guess. We weren't well enough along to get through something like that, I guess. To this day, every, one, every once in a while, I, I'll run into someone who was at that party, and they'll bring it up like it was such a cool thing. Oh, man, you totally banged her in your truck while people were watching. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, like, again, like, maybe it's just the group of friends I hang out with, but, like, we wouldn't necessarily, like, think that was this cool thing that we should all watch and record. Maybe that's just us. Maybe it's because they were drunk. I don't know. But once I bring up the fact that it actually ruined us, they usually change the subject pretty quickly. Totes awk. <laughs> Totes awk, folks. So <clears throat> I, th I think what we can bring away from this story here, folks, is uh, kind of, um, I'm going to try and, and make a chicken sh salad here out of chicken shit. Um, <laughs> that was a good story. Just, it's hard to find a meaning in this. I, I guess if you're, if you're going to, get drunk at a party and you and your significant other are going to engage in both totally willingly drunk sex um, at a party. You're not like in a locked room or something. If you're in a vehicle and people can see you, just keep that into consideration. You know, even if you're already getting into it and, you know, sometimes it may be a little hard to stop in that situation. Um, just, just think about that, you know, think about how it might affect you. If you know that when you both get drunk, you don't have the best judgment, maybe one of you gets drunk and the other one gets tipsy. You know what I'm saying? Have fun. You know, in my opinion, I have more fun when I'm just like tipsy. I don't really like getting drunk anymore per se, but I like getting like just that stage just between, just like right before I'm drunk where I can still carry on a good conversation and I can still have a serious conversation and make good judgment calls, but I'm not, you know boring old regular TJ. I'm just a little more, I'm a little louder and I'm a little more willing to make jokes and uh, talk about stuff that I know they wouldn't talk about. If that makes any sense. AKA mics and beers. <laughs> oh boy. But I, I guess take that away from the story. 
just sometimes, you know, make better judgment calls, I guess. And this individual, I'm sure in the future, he will be making much better judgment calls. So hopefully things, uh, maybe they get back together. I don't know, but it seems like when something like that happens, it's really hard to recover from that if you guys don't have the time in. All right, guys, let's say hypothetically here for a second that you have a business, you're in a band, you're a podcaster like me, you have a YouTube show, and you need some awesome new merch, business cards, logos, even maybe some t-shirts done up. Well, you need to look no further than my man, Mr. Jason Reese over at Jaybird Digital Arts. Jason is offering a special 10% off discount just for listeners of The Harder Show when you mention The Harder Show upon contacting him. But what exactly does he do? Well, Jason does t-shirts, posters, album design, tickets, photo manipulation, you guys still with me? Advertising, business stationery, mailers, brochures, fine art, <gasps> and anything else you can imagine, Jaybird Digital Arts can create it. Jason has done all of the t-shirts, logos, banners, and all social media stuff for both the Harder Show and for Harder Guitar Services, so I can promise that you will love and be inspired by what Jason comes up with. You can contact him on the web at www.jbird, that's J-A-Y-B-I-R-D, digitalarts.com, or you can search for him on Facebook and Instagram under the Jaybird Digital Arts handle. Search hashtag Jaybird Digital Arts for a look at all of his awesome and unique work. All right, rolling along here. We have another story. This one is entitled, So Does This Make Me a Scumbag? Question mark. Oh, God. Well, my friend, if you have to ask, huh? <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see, what, we'll see what happens in this story here. Hey, Hodder. I've got a slightly different story for you as it's unlike others you've heard before and I'm sure we'll be hearing this time around. I am actually the bad guy in this story. Uh-oh. Let's see how bad of a guy you are. A few years ago, I was dating a wonderful girl. We had been going out for about a year and a half. Things were great. She was hot, funny, really dug me. Well, that's good. Now, I'm the farthest thing from old-fashioned. I wasn't up on the whole love thing at the time. She was great, but I just never thought I felt it, you know? So, before I continue, what he's saying is, you know... He, he, I guess, never felt love before or thought he'd felt love before. I guess he never said, I love you to this girl. I'm curious as to kind of, kind of where he's leaping off with that there. Um, but uh, it sounds like he just never said, I love you before to anyone or knew what it felt like. So <clears throat> is what it is. Some people aren't uh, so lucky, I guess, to know that feeling. Well, around that time. I finally met a member of her family that I hadn't yet, her sister. When I met her, I just can't explain it. Like instantly, I couldn't take my eyes off her. Oh no, buddy, what did you do? She was the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen in my life. Red flag. (laughs) She was different from her, her sister. She was a little more headstrong, but she was smart, funny, and it was just, I couldn't stop talking with her all night. She couldn't stop talking with me either. We just really hit it off. It was so awesome. Which, I mean, aside from the fact that you're, you're saying that, you know, you couldn't take your eyes off her and this is the most beautiful girl you've ever seen in your, in your life. That's good to get along with your girlfriend's sister, I guess, if you will. Just not in that way, <laughs> I guess. After our meetup, my girlfriend was really happy that we got along so well. She said that most people find her sister a little off-putting, although I have absolutely no idea why. She was just, words can't explain it. Man, so you you really kind of 
love at first sight, if you will, and meeting. A couple of weeks went by and I just ended up grabbing my number. And we would chat a couple every couple of days, starting off with us mostly joking back and forth and venting about work. I'd never had a girl who was just a friend before, so it was kind of weird for me. All the while, I couldn't stop thinking about her. Every time something would happen in my day, she was the first person I'd want to tell. Not my girlfriend of almost two years, dot dot dot, but her sister, dot dot. Oh crap. (laughs) Yeah, oh crap is right. I didn't know what was happening until I was in way too deep. She was literally all I thought about all the time. I know how fucked up that is even now, and I'm a lot more mature, but at the time, I just could not help myself. And I mean, just before I continue, sometimes people can't help who they, you know, fall in love with and so forth in certain situations. There's definitely a right way and a wrong way to handle the situation. Um, pretty much either way, someone's going to get hurt, but we'll, we'll have to just wait and see what happens here. I'm just kind of trying to not be so hard on him because as of right now, I haven't seen anything that he's really done extremely wrong, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute because I'm sure some of you might disagree with me. Fast forward a few months. So this went on for a few months that they were basically back and forth. And she came to stay with my girlfriend for a week. I, of course, was over there anytime I could find an excuse, even if my girlfriend wasn't there. I see where this is going. I couldn't stay away from her. I just couldn't. We just loved each other's company. It was almost intoxicating. Almost intoxicating. Let me say right now that even though the physical attraction was impossible to deny, we never acted on it. Okay, so that answers my question as to how far they took things. So I guess that's kind of a good thing. I didn't want to cross that line. I thought so long as I didn't physically cheat, I'm okay, right? Uh, 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 see, to me, maybe I'm wrong on this, um, but I think being emotionally cheated on is worse than being physically cheated on. If it's some random one night stand fling, I mean, it's still a shitty thing to do. Uh, and you shouldn't do that. And if you cheat on somebody, I'm sorry, but like the, you're, you're kind of a, a, a scumbag. Um, regardless of the situation, I think that it's better to just break up with the person. If you have the urge to cheat on them, break up with them and do whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? There's, I, there's certain ways to go about it. My girlfriend came home that one night to find us hanging out for the fifth night in a row. I was actually caught in a lie as I told her I wasn't around that night. But here I was. Side note, I totally wasn't around that night, but I literally canceled my plans to go see her. Oh, man. That was the moment. She walked in and we were laughing, looking at each other. She said she could just see it in our eyes. We were madly in love with each other. There was no denying it. Everyone else seemed to know but us. Which in those situations sometimes can be the case. I felt like the worst person in the world. She was hurt, but she said she understood. Both of us had never found love, and the fact that it's so painfully obvious that we weren't acting on it was criminal. Her words, not mine. Even if it hurt her, she couldn't lie to herself. She broke up with me right then and there. She told us to go on an actual date and be together. Because Because what we have doesn't come around a lot. Or even more than once in a lifetime. 
she was upset, but so collected about it, almost like she'd been preparing. Yeah, um, she probably knew that was going on. I mean, women are very smart. Um, and I'm not saying that sarcastically, even though that kind of came out sarcastically. Women are very smart, dude. Um, if you're cheating or you're, you know, emotionally not as involved, they know something's going on. They're not stupid. You know, women are a lot smarter than us. And I'm happy to admit that because it's true. Um, I might have a couple guys trying to go, on, oh, hang on a minute there, TJ. I'm, I'm smarter than my girlfriend. Ooh. No, you're not. I'm sorry, but you're not. You may think you're one step ahead of her, but you're not. <laughs> I've been in this game a long time, and let me say... Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. That just when I think I am one step ahead in certain departments, uh, turns out I'm not. <laughs> so always uh, understand that your girlfriend is will always be smarter than you. And that's okay. I love my girlfriend because she's, she's so smart. So that is okay. So long story short, we went on a few dates. She got even more incredible with each passing day. Now here we are having dated for three years. I never thought I'd ever say this, but like... I think she's the love of my life. Well, that's, I mean, that's nice. That's nice for you to have found that for somebody who started off this by basically saying you'd never know what love was before. My ex is still in my life, obviously. She got herself a great guy now. He's just the coolest dude. We're actually friends, which is really nice. So that, that's really cool. She always says if we hadn't dated that I wouldn't have met my soulmates. <laughs> but I can't help but always feel like I'm a scumbag for what I did, you know? Like, should I have gone about it a different way? We're all so happy now, but it's still in the back of my brain. Thanks for reading, and sorry if this wasn't the type of story you were looking for. Well, <clears throat> not maybe not traditionally the type of story that I'd be looking for for this type of a podcast, but because it puts us in a different types of shoes. So, for example, like if you're in this situation where, you know, you're with this great girl, but then, like, you meet someone else, and it's just like... You can't help it. This draw is just, you two are literally perfect for each other in every way, and you both feel this real connection. I'm not talking about like a physical, oh, she's so sexy. Oh, I'm going to get up in that. Oh, you know, it's this real, like, oh my God, I can't stop thinking about her and how much she makes me laugh and how much I love being around her. And that's, I always say, when people will ask me like, Hey man, like what do you think makes a good relationship? I always say, if you can lock yourself in a room with this person with no TV, no cell phones, no nothing, no physical stuff or anything. Could you sit in a room with that individual for like a full day and just talk and enjoy each other's company? Nothing else. If the answer is no on that, then you might want to rethink your relationship. In my opinion, me and Sam, just for a quick segue here, our relationship started off with us basically doing that for a long time. We would just talk for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours to the point where I still love doing that with her. You know, we're almost six months into our relationship, six months, six years into our relationship, good God. And 
you know, almost six years in and I still would just, sometimes I'd rather just sit and talk with her, not watch a movie, not watch TV. Sometimes I would rather literally just sit with her and just talk and joke around and have fun because that's what I love about her. That's what I love about us. So if you have that with someone who isn't your girlfriend, in my opinion, so this individual have gone about it a different way. Maybe, I mean, once I realized there was some kind of a connection, I probably would have broken it off personally if that was to happen because I have that connection with my girlfriend, so it's different for me, obviously. But if you find yourself in that kind of a situation, I think doing the right thing of breaking it off with your girlfriend at the time definitely maybe would have been the better way to go. But shit happens, man. Love is a crazy thing. And sometimes you just can't help where it comes from or how it comes out. The fact that things ended well, I think uh, pretty much gives you your answer that I don't think you're a scumbag. I don't think you're a bad person for what happened. It'd be different if you had kind of been painfully hiding it in the sense of you didn't tell her how well you two were getting along. Like, obviously, she knew how well you guys were getting along. So, I don't know. It's kind of a... Some people might disagree with me. But I think personally, aside from maybe you should have maybe told her sooner what was going on, I I don't think you're a bad guy for what happened. I really don't. So, that's that one. Okay, so I saved what I think is the best and just most bizarre story for last. Because you know that I always try and provide for you guys with interesting stories and entertainment. So this one is from another listener here. Again, of course, we don't use names or anything. It is entitled, Internet Fling Gone Wrong. And wrong is underlined. <laughs> so I'm, this is going to be very interesting. Hi, TJ. So I have a bit of a weird story. Actually, it's a really, really effed up story. Okay. A couple of years ago, I was heavy into the online dating scene. I had profiles with every single site you can imagine trying to find the perfect girl. During my searches, I came across a lot of cool people who I enjoyed talking to, but lived too far away for me to ever date. Totally understand that. I would do the same thing sometimes, you know, just just talk to people. You know, you're never going to date this person. You're never going to meet this person in real life. But you just, you know, hey, how's it going? What's going on? You know, just talk to somebody, make new friends and so forth. Nothing wrong with that. I figured no harm in talking to people, right? Well, it turns out you never really know someone. E- yeah. I began talking with a girl who lived a couple days away from me, but in the same country. Okay. She was super cute, really fun to talk to, ended up being pretty, um, well, let's say wild. Okay. I gotcha. <laughs> uh, but I, o- I was always adamant that this wouldn't turn into anything more. Obviously, you live in basically different countries. After a couple of months of us talking every day and getting really close, she admitted to having caught some feelings for me. Well, needless to say, I kind of had as well. I mean, it's hard to speak with someone every day, flirt, have deep conversations among other non-PG things (laughs) that I won't go and do for the pod. I appreciate that. And not catch feelings for someone. Again, totally understandable. Even if you don't live in the same country, basically. You know, if you talk to someone every day and have these deep, meaningful conversations about life and so forth, you're going to you're going to probably catch some feelings eventually. That's nothing wrong with that, I don't think. So once we established that we both had caught some feelings for each other, I decided against my best judgment. So you knew that this probably wasn't a good idea, but you did anyway. 
not, why not give it a shot? What harm could it do? I wasn't seeing anyone where I lived and neither was she. Nothing changed for the first few months of our, of our online relationship. We agreed that it wouldn't be super serious since there was no way we could physically be together as it just wasn't an option financially at the time. Totally understandable. But it was fun. We would Skype all the time, watch TV, and fall asleep. It was almost like she was there with me every night. Things were as great as they could be without us physically being together. Understandably. So basically what you're saying is they would sit on Skype and like watch the same TV show on Netflix or whatever. If Netflix was even a thing at the time of this happening, depending on how you mean a couple years ago. But, you know, you sit on Skype and you watch stuff together or you fall asleep on Skype on the phone or whatever, you know. I would say some people might be like, you fall asleep on Skype. When you're in a long distance relationship, things like that happen. I know that me personally, when Sam was away in college, there was more than once where we fell asleep on the phone, like more than once, <laughs> which uh, I think one time it racked up a pretty high phone bill, but uh, yeah, it was worth it. But like most good things, it had to come to an end. I began having chemistry with someone at work. It was honestly out of nowhere, but it was real, you know? Yeah, I totally understand that. <clears throat> Her and I kind of started to drift away anyway, his online girlfriend, so I figured it was time. I ended things with her on Skype. She took it really well and said she understood and she wasn't mad. She said she'd miss me but knew it wouldn't last much longer anyway. So I was, well, I thought, right? Well, fucking wrong. (laughs) Oh, God. I see a lot of capital letters, so this is only going to get worse. (laughs) Oh, God. I started to date the girl I worked with. In doing so, we made everything official on Facebook and the works. Well, my ex-internet fling started to literally like everything her and I did. Or even weirder, just her stuff. She then added her and tried being her friend. At first, my new girlfriend was a little weirded out by it, but she went along with it. Didn't want to cause drama. She's a good person. She was open to it. My ex was being totally cool about everything when we talk, or so I thought. One day, my new girlfriend called me absolutely freaking out, saying that someone had sent her a bunch of really aggressive and sexual texts, like stuff I don't even want to repeat. Damn. We didn't recognize the number, but I didn't think much of it. We blocked the number and went about our day. You know, people are weird. Someone might randomly text a number and be like oh i'm gonna all this really messed up shit not saying that it happens all the time but i'm sure that doesn't seem that far-fetched that would randomly happen well it happened again this time from a different number and then again and again we kept blocking the numbers but it was really freaking her out then something even more messed up happened one number started sending her nude photos but it wasn't a man it was a woman. Oh, I see where this is going. Oh, what the hell? Uh, do I even want to continue the story, guys? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end off this story here. I, I can already tell where this is going. I see so many red flags, so many. I haven't been calling them out throughout the story, but goddamn, this is not gonna end well. I ended up calling the number because she was really freaking out, but no one answered. I thought it was so weird. I mean, if you're sending nudes to a person and you're sending them all these aggressive sexual texts, you'd think you'd want to maybe talk to them. But no one answered. 
couple of days after my ex sent a really weird message to my girlfriend asking about our sex life. Asking very personal and descriptive questions, I can only imagine. My girlfriend is a really private person and isn't comfortable talking about such things with people she isn't close with. So she just kind of avoided it. But my ex kept at it. She was extremely persistent every single day. The questions got more and more personal to the point my girlfriend blocked her. I knew this was going to end bad. Well, no shit. (laughs) Oh, God. My ex messaged me this huge message about how we should be together and that I made her feel like no one else, that sexually, I made her feel better than any man she's ever been with. But like, we've never even met or been in the same room. Help. I knew then and there this was this was going what was going on and told her to leave us alone and that we were 100% done. She said that it wasn't possible. I called her crazy, so on and so forth. Bitches be crazy. Oh no. Oh, I can I I see this next little paragraph and I'm not even sure I want to read it. I might censor it a little bit. Well, the next week we get a package at my girlfriend's house. Oh my god, what the hell? Thinking nothing of it, she opens it up. What she found was a photo that I sent my ex of my, well, ahem, situation. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, no. (laughs) That I sent of my situation. (laughs) Oh, this is the best storytelling I've ever seen in my life. And... Even more weird, oh no, was... Before Sarah discovered Chumbacasino.com, she enjoyed chamomile tea. Come on, big jackpot. And being in PJs by six. Let's go. The new fun Sarah often thinks about the old boring Sarah and wonders if that Sarah ever really existed. Chumba Casino has over a hundred casino style games. So join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. No purchase necessary. We were created by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Also in the box was photos of her, um, let's just say, pleasuring herself. That wasn't even, you didn't even try and beat around the bush on that one. You act like for a second you were going to, and then you, you just kind of didn't. <laughs> what? Anyway, she also found a letter, oh God, explaining that one day her and I, my ex and I, would be together once she's out of the way. Oh my, and out of ways, of course, in quotations. Uh, I do not know how she got my girlfriend's address, but this freaked us out so bad I ended up contacting the police. Yeah, I think that was wise in that decision. If she's, I, I don't know if I would, I would like to see this letter personally, because I can only imagine what it said. Was it like, was it like written? Like, uh, no, I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's 
<laughs> like written in her own blood or something. Oh God. Oh, that's, 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 that's messed up, man. That is really, really messed up. I've heard some really interesting stories in my day, but that one might take the cake. So it turned out that my little internet fling quickly turned into something more real than a nightmare. And it happened very, very quickly. Moral of this story is you never really know someone and bitches be crazy. (laughs) Yes, my good man. Sometimes bitches indeed be crazy. P.S. Oh, God. My girlfriend at the time and I got through it all, but ended up breaking up a couple of years later. However, she was nowhere near as crazy about it. So that's a bonus, I guess. This is why I drink. (laughs) Okay, folks. So, um... There's one thing we can take away from this, uh, this story here is, um, if you're going to date someone over the internet, that's cool. You know, do you, you know what I'm saying? No problems here with it, but, uh, just maybe be careful with who you get involved with because especially if you don't like meet them in person you never really know a person and what they're capable of. Case in point, my boy here had some stuff happening. I can, can you imagine? Like, you're just hanging out with your girlfriend. You're watching a movie, having some popcorn. And all of a sudden, freaking doorbell rings and it's a package. You open it up and it's a picture of your situation. I mean, like, it's not like she would. So she would have had to have gone like to like Walmart or something and printed those pictures off. Because I'm assuming they weren't like just print offs like on a printer from what it sounds like. They were actual pictures that were developed. So either she had someone develop them for her, which is actually weirder. Or she just like, was it, you know, like those like things at Walmart you go to, you put in your USB drive and you can print off the pictures. That means she stood there for like 10, 15 minutes. Printing off pictures of this dude's situation and pictures of herself. I'm sorry, I can't do it. Like, what the hell is going on? That's so weird. Ugh. Okay, well, thank you for sharing that story because that was perfect. I think that was the best way to end off this podcast. I really, really do. Oh, man, that is good stuff. I feel sorry for you, but I mean, that, that's just an amazing story. Amazing story. I'm sorry. I, I just, uh, I, I'm still picturing that girl standing in Walmart. Just like, yeah, it, it, it is what it is. All right, move on. Move on. Anyway, I hope that you guys enjoyed this breakup special 2.0. Definitely some interesting stories. A couple of them may or may not have been appropriate for this podcast as far as breakup stories and so forth. But I think that we had a very good lineup of stories. And I think especially that last one definitely was the best way to end off. I personally think so anyway. Now, I know there was a few of you who said that you wanted to share stories and you didn't get them to me in time. So please, if you that is the case, send them to me. Still send them whenever you get the chance. And if I do another one of these, which I can pretty much tell you is going to happen again at some point, because I think these are really fun. It gives people a chance to vent, gives people a chance to kind of venting in a fun way about something kind of crappy that happened to them and sharing a story that might make people, other people laugh or might help people out in the similar situation. All right. 
Dr. Harden is back in the house, and we are taking your calls to... <laughs> nah, none of that. None of that. But uh, what we are doing here today, of course, is the Harder Show Breakup Special Episode 3, 3.0, third session, whatever you want to call it. And I have collected four stories here for you today, guys. I have one short but just funny story. I have one really scummy story from just a, a, a loser. I have one totally over-the-top crazy story. And then I have one um, that is actually from a person who's been reaching out to me to try and to get this story over to me uh, from the past two episodes of the breakup special. And finally, this happened. And it's I think it's a fairly relatable story, still with a really good kind of um, not crazy, but like almost, I guess, technically a funny ending, I guess, in a way, because it, uh, the, the individual gets their comeuppance in a way, I guess, is probably the best way to explain it. But it's cool with these, these, um, breakup specials. I, when I did the first one, it was kind of a fluke. You know, I didn't know how it would go over me telling other people's stories almost in a way for it, it's something that they get to kind of vent in a way to me and then I get to you know tell people I get to break it down and what I think happened or if I think they made a bad call or things of that nature and it's happened before where actually someone sent me a story that I didn't end up sharing on the podcast actually and I know this person won't mind me telling you guys this but um, they sent me a story basically asking my opinion if they if I think they overreacted in breaking up with this person. And uh, I actually, like I said, then I'm like, you know what? I think he kind of did. I think that was maybe a little over the top of a reaction for what happened. Um, so I didn't end up sharing the story because they actually ended up getting back together. So good for them. I believe they are still together as well. So that's uh, that's good. <laughs> Happy I can help. Because um, sometimes people react and things like that happen. It's life, you know. But it's interesting because I think most people can relate to breakup stories. And most people have at least one good breakup story. And what I mean by that is either it was just really over the top and funny or just really scummy or just crazy, like dealing with crazy exes and so forth. I think it's something that everyone can relate to. And at least once in the in your life, I'm sure you listening have some kind of a story like that or just a, even if it's a short one, you know, everyone has a breakup story. It's something that I think everyone enjoys hearing in a way too. You know, because it, it, it in a way can bond you. You're getting to know someone for the first time. It, generally speaking, the topics I find always seem to turn to relationships and breakups and things of that nature. I don't know if it's because we're trying to find common ground. I'm not sure. I know me personally, even like any dates I've ever been on, which obviously haven't been for a long time, but uh, any dates I've been on, the conversation always seems to steer towards breakups and past relationships and it's something that everyone can relate to it's something that everyone's gone through so I wasn't ever sure how these were going to turn out but uh, after the first one I had so many people hit me up with stories I had to do a second one and then since then I was kind of like yeah we'll just see what happens I'll probably do another one one day and someone hit me up with a story that was so just I guess in a way there's kind of a good lesson in it but it's it's hard to explain. You guys all understand when I when I tell you because it's it's a really crappy situation that I think this individual 
But uh, I, I just thought it was such an over-the-top scummy story of that person. I was like, I need to share this on the podcast. Like, just basically dirt, I guess, if you will, is the best way to explain it. But without further ado, I'm just going to jump into uh, these four stories I have here for you. So, like I said, I do have uh, one short one, one that's like really scummy and over the top, one that's long and just the person is crazy, and then one that's kind of, I think, super relatable, still with kind of a fun, uh, fun ending and things of that nature. So the first one that I have here for you guys today that we're going to jump into and kind of dissect, I guess, it's a short one, but uh, I think it was just too funny not to see it not to uh, share it with you guys. So this one is called Cheetah Die Job. So I was dating this guy in high school and he dyed his hair cheetah print. So full stop, before we even continue any further, how the hell do you dye your hair cheetah print? I've seen guys like shave their head cheetah print. I'm, I'm assuming that's what they mean. There wasn't really much else context, but um, I think that's funny. In itself, just that should tell you all you need to know about that guy, probably, with all due respect to those individuals who may be listening who maybe might have their hair cheetah printed. <laughs> but uh, to me, if I should do a cheetah print haircut, I'm going to be like, okay, that guy is, that guy is probably really interesting. Um, continues, something about that dye job changed him, not over time, but instantly. He went from being a normal guy to I am too alternative for words. Oh, my Lord. And I wanted no part of it, as you should not. At lunch, I had to sit him down and have a talk with him about it. I told him that he was kind of acting like a dick and maybe he wasn't letting, maybe he was letting this new look get to his head. He took my hand and said I needed to accept him for the new person he was, which I guess was a cheetah or something. So I told him I had to set him free. He looked at me with these knowing eyes, and that ended the most awkward four-day relationship I have ever had. <laughs> oh my, I, I saw that, and I was like, I need to share this with you guys. It's just too funny. It's just too funny. Some of these stories I just saw online, and I wanted to read to you guys. Um, and other ones have been sent to me, but uh, this, I just, I saw it, and I was like, I need to share this, because it's just too funny. Considering the fact that this individual... And this uh, user here, they only dated for four days. I mean, you can't really get to know. I mean, I'm assuming they knew each other longer than that. I would hope anyway. But you can't really get to know someone over the course of a few days. So maybe he was super quote-unquote alternative or something. But um, that's hilarious. Just the fact that he went from being a quote-unquote normal guy. Which, what is normal, by the way? I, I, I me personally... Normal could be the weird, and we could be the weird ones, like people who are more normal. I don't know, but uh, that's just funny. I am too alternative for words. Too much, just too much. I thought that was hilarious, and I was like, I need to, I need to share this one. Just a quick little, little story. It was just, uh, just too, too good. But the uh, next one that I'm going to share with you guys, definitely, definitely a longer one. This is the kind of scummier one. And there's a little bit more to break down as time goes on here. So I'm going to kind of give my thoughts on it as we go. So we entitled this one, You Never Really Know Someone. 
I dated a guy for about a year. We had known each other for a couple of years before that, though. Good to know. We always got along great. He was sweet, worked super hard, and always went above and beyond with everything. Everything is underlined and in bold letters. Really over the top with his gifts. Anything I'd even mention, he'd do it. For example, even if it was 2 a.m. and I jokingly said I'd love some nuggets, he'd drive to the next town over without a second thought to get some. Little things like that, but always so attentive. After dating for some time, a couple of my friends became a little suspicious. They were like, you guys never fight. He is always on all the time, and we never hear you complain about him. No guy is that perfect. I told them they were crazy and that he wasn't hiding anything while I was wrong. Let me just kind of stop there for a second. Um, <laughs> there are good people out there. You know, there are good guys out there and there's good girls out there and stuff like that. The fact that this person's friends were suspicious. I mean, unfortunately, in this situation, they were right. But if you have a person in your life, I see a guy I find is kind of that we get more of a bad rap as mind you, as it should be deserved because a lot of guys are scumbags, um, but not like women are innocent at all. Let me just reiterate that point. I have been told in the past that sometimes I'm too sympathetic towards uh, <laughs> towards girls in these situations. Um, maybe that's because I'm, I'm a, I'm a nice guy. I don't know. But, uh, anyway, so there are good guys out there, you know, and if you have a guy who is really nice to you and is sweet and doesn't fight with you and anything and your friends are like, oh, he's probably hiding something. Most of the time he's probably not. I mean, I reiterate this by saying that, you know, I do my best to be as good of a boyfriend and now fiance as I possibly can be. Uh, if Sam wants something nine times out of 10, I will go get it for her or whatever. And I try to be as attentive and as good of a person as I can be. And, you know, we don't fight a lot. We don't have drama in our lives. You know what I mean? I, Hey, am I an asshole sometimes? Of course I am. You know, I'm just, she vent to me about her friends. I'm, I'm sure. You know what I mean? It's life. It's relationships. We've also been together over six years. So I do have quite a bit of experience in the relationship game. Um, but that being said, if you have a guy in your life who is like super sweet and was like, you don't fight or anything, that's necessarily a problem. If you feel like you should be fighting, but you have nothing to fight about, I think that you might need to look at yourself and figure out why you feel that way. Cause I have seen situations like that in the past where hell I was in one of those situations where, you know, I would, this person would pick fights with me. And not serious fights, it was just little fights. And I'm like, why are you picking fights with me? Like, I'm not doing, I didn't do anything wrong here. Like, you know, I, listen, as a man, okay. And men, if you're listening, who are listening, I'm sure you, if you're listening, yeah, of course, <laughs> men who are listening, I'm sure you can relate to this when I say most of the time when our ladies or when our men or whoever are angry with us, we actually know why a lot of the time we act like we don't, you know, but honestly, we, we know what's up. We know what we did wrong. Sometimes we don't. There are times where if Sam is upset with me, sometimes I might be like, um, what did I do wrong? But uh, now, nowadays, especially the last couple of years, like I know what I did wrong. I'll be like, shit, I did this. And this is why she is mad. You know, she just need to do a fucking PowerPoint presentation. Okay. 
Don't get me wrong. Some guys, you need to do a PowerPoint presentation to explain why, you know, ladies, sometimes that's just how you have to be, unfortunately. And I think that if you are upset with your significant other, I'm, I'm just going off on this for a second. I'm going to get back to the story in a minute. But if you are with somebody and you are mad at them for some reason, regardless of what it is, it could be you, they ate your last slice of pizza or something, you know, it doesn't matter if you're mad at them for something and you feel it is a point that you should be upset about. If you tell them, if God takes just tell them you're mad at them. Don't be these people who like act like nothing's wrong because that, that shit just doesn't work. Okay, straight up. Tell them you're mad at them and explain to them why. And if they don't understand why, if you really want to make it work with this person and you really want to have good communication in that, which is the most important thing in a relationship, I don't care what anyone else says, they're wrong. Explain to them why. If you say, oh, I'm mad at you and they're like, why are you mad at me? It's like, oh, like you ditched me to go hang out with your friends. That's pretty self-explanatory. But if they go like, oh, well, what's the big deal? Explain to them why it's a big deal, not angrily. You know what I'm saying? That's just quick, quick little, little, little side in the bear there, you know. Communication is key. Always very, very important. And there are nice guys out there who, just because they're nice guys, doesn't mean that they're doing anything sketchy. Unfortunately, in this case, they are in this story. But wanted to have a quick segue there. We're getting back into the story now. He had never been protective of his phone, never had a password or anything, and was just super open all the time, which is very good. I never ever felt the need to look at his phone, but he let me use it all the time and he would just leave it laying around. No guy with something to hide does that, right? Wrong. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's... Sometimes, I guess, some things will be pl- hiding in plain sight. Ladies, I'm not saying if your man doesn't have a stick on his phone, it means he's hiding something. Uh, nine and a half times out of ten, that actually is quite the opposite. But I mean, for example, I Sam knows my password for my phone. I have it locked just because that's how I like to do things. But she knows my password. If she wants to use my phone and go on there, she can go nuts. You know what I mean? I She can go read all my messages or whatever. I don't care. I got nothing to hide, obviously. But if you're, you know, that being said, if your boyfriend is someone who, or your girlfriend or whoever, are someone who likes to hide things on their phone and stuff like that, unfortunately, there's a lot of that nowadays. So you do have to be aware of that. But um, that's kind of different than, unfortunately, in this situation, the person was hiding something in plain sight. One fateful night, his phone went off and he asked me to check it for, for him. I was greeted with some very graphic nudes quite a few of them from a number i oddly recognized damn i immediately looked further in the conversation only to find dozens more every week and messages detailing how he was sending her money for nudes every single week for pretty much the entirety of our relationship damn He'd even pay her extra for videos. Okay. He would give her details on what specifically he wanted, especially in the videos. That is messed up. And he also would send her an exact schedule of when she should send them to him to make sure that I wasn't around for obvious reasons. And it turned out to be a girl he knew in real life, which for me made it much worse. Um, 
if your significant other receives nudes from someone that they asked for, that's fucking cheating. I'm sorry, that's cheating. I'm not, I'm not sorry, that's cheating. I don't care if it's some random of the internet that he's never going to, or she is never going to meet. I don't care if it was a one-time thing. That's fucking cheating. If it turns out they were not asked for, that is different. Um, unfortunately, in some situations, you can't prove it wasn't asked for, but it's usually pretty apparent if that happens. Um, I know that I know a few people in my life who have been in those kind of situations where they've had crazy exes or whatever that are trying to ruin their current relationship, so they send them nudes. And luckily, you know, their significant others were level-headed. Unfortunately, this happens a lot to the ladies, um, where you'll have some weird guy or something just send you a quick dick pic and be like, yeah, girl, check it out, look at my dick, ha, 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 like, and it's almost like it's, it's such a normal thing now, and that can really fuck someone's life up. If you're with a guy who's like already kind of a bit of a jealous guy and has a really low self-esteem or whatever, not an over-the-top jealous guy, but someone who's just like they have a low self-esteem in that. And then next thing you know, they're seeing a dude sending you dick pics. Like that person's going to freak out. That person's going to like, they're not going to want to hear it. They're going to be like, you're, you're, you're not happy with me, blah, 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 whatever. Go fuck this guy then. And that sucks because I, I have seen that happen before where the person didn't ask for it. And unfortunately it was hell. I've seen it happen. when It was a random act. You know, some dude just saw a girl on Facebook. He was like, oh man, she's cute. I'm going to send a picture of my dick. That'll, that'll get her to like me. Because that's great logic. And it ruined that girl's relationship. Because the guy just, he couldn't get past it. He was like, no, like you asked for this. And she was like, I didn't. Like he was just some freaking weirdo. And, you know, the guy even said like, I'm just some weirdo. Like, you know, I thought she was hot. I sent her picture of my dick. Like that's, you know, it's, well, man, it's 2016. That's what people do now. (laughs) This was back in the day, obviously. But, so that's messed up. Um, Super, super messed up. And if you do things like that, please don't do that because that's just really fucked up and you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't end send people uh, photos or videos unless they specifically ask you for them just for the record. But that is really messed up, especially that it was someone that he knew in real life. That's just, uh, yeah, but it, uh, it kind of gets worse. He claimed it meant nothing to him, but he was paying a girl for news and videos very regularly. And it was for basically the entire time that we were dating. What made it even worse was that he was paying her a good amount of money and was essentially paying her rent. I was just disgusted and I, of course, immediately kicked him out of my apartment and broke up with him. He said I was overreacting and that he was the best thing I ever was going to have. I slammed the door in his face and never spoke to him again. Now I've got a new guy who is amazing but doesn't pay other women for nudes, which isn't a normal thing, by the way. Moral of the story, ladies, always make sure you know someone before getting serious. So, for sure, um, I I agree that uh, you always want to make sure you know someone. Unfortunately, sometimes you don't. You kind of have to blindly trust a person, which can kind of suck when you're entering a relationship for the first time. but if, if, if you really dive into who someone is, for the most part, you won't be surprised if you, you know, if you date someone who has a really sketchy past and they do some sketchy shit at some point, maybe you should have seen that coming. 
Just saying. Um, in this situation, that sucks. That's really shitty that that happened because, you know, this person, she didn't do anything wrong. You know, the, the guy wasn't showing any signs of anything. And uh, it was kind of out of nowhere, which is really unfortunate. But the fact she's got a new man is awesome. So good on you. Hopefully things are going well in that department. And I, I guess the takeaway from this story is sometimes it's... Before Sarah discovered ChumbaCasino.com, she enjoyed chamomile tea. Come on, big jackpot. And being in PJs by six. Let's go. The new fun Sarah Woo-hoo! often thinks about the old boring Sarah yes. and wonders if that Sarah ever really existed. Chumba Casino has over 100 casino-style games. So join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Better to be a little nosy in your significant other's life, I guess. It's okay to want to know what's going on. I, I think it's okay to maybe want to look through the person's phone once in a blue moon. Like, I don't think that's bad. Definitely don't, you don't want to do it all the time. You know what I mean? Cause I think that's, that's kind of messed up. You should trust your sniffing other enough to, you know, not have to want to search their phone all the time. But if there is, you know, some trust issues, guys, if this happens to you, you know, maybe you need to do better in making sure you communicate with your sniffing other. You know what I mean? Ladies, this can happen to you too. Guys can get just as insecure. You know, I don't think that's a bad thing to be insecure. Especially if you've been, you know, dicked around in real life before. I think that's something that is going to happen. It's making sure that you do go almost above and beyond in those kind of situations to help that person feel comfortable. And make sure that you are doing everything you can to make sure this person can trust you. You know, I, I don't think it's a bad thing to, to be with someone who does have those insecurities. I think that it's just, you may need to put in a little more extra work. Even if it's just making sure that they can go through your phone if they ever feel the need. After a while, and I have said this on the show before, after a while, after a few months or a year, that person should be over that. You know what I mean? Like after some time has passed, you know, ladies, just trust men and men, guys, you should trust your ladies. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that after some time has passed, that should be, you know, okay, that should be out of the way. But, you know, uh, that being said, unfortunately, I guess there are still certain situations in which uh, people can surprise you. But always want to be careful and make sure who you're getting involved with. Always make sure that they are the best kind of people that you can. Ladies, I've said it before. Go for... You know, you're, you're nerdy fat guys. <laughs> That's what Sam did, and she's happy, and, you know, I'm not doing any sketchy shit on the side. All I do is podcast. Um, <laughs> and, guys, um, avoid the crazies as much as you can. And this next story is, for sure, proof, and it reiterates my point that uh, you should avoid crazy chicks and crazy dudes and so forth. We will be entitling this one 
uh, the crazy window chick, because I couldn't really think of a better name than that. So this is kind of a, a bit more of a longer one. I'm probably going to wait to break anything down until the end. But I think this one's pretty self-explanatory. And I think you guys will be like, yeah, we kind of get the point. So I had a friend in college who was dating a girl who had progressively gotten weirder and weirder. I knew the guy for about three years. And near the end of second year, she had begun to hang out with us. So I guess they were in college for three years. And second year, she started hanging out with them more. We had a few classes together and she would occasionally wait outside for us and occasionally try to peek in the windows and occasionally write things on them and occasionally straight up interrupt the professor by saying doing things outside the window of classes. Yeah, not crazy at all. Well, around this time, he finally realized that he had found himself a certifiably crazy whack job. The only problem was he followed his dick around like the needle on a magnetic compass. And since this girl would sleep with him, he never bothered to try and break it off. Until I get this frantic phone call in the middle of the night. Oh boy. Okay, so this is a retelling, basically, of uh, this phone call at 2 in the morning. So, the friend is entitled Scared to Shit Friend, or S-T-S-F. And then the person is just me. So, first one we have here is, uh, pick up the phone. Phone rings. Hello? Fuck, dude. I did something bad. Me. What? It's 2 a.m. I was sleeping. Scared. <laughs> I, I love the uh, scared to shit friend, S-T-S-F. She's pregnant, man. I fucking got her pregnant. Why? How? Are you stupid? No, that I was and still am happily married, so the idea of having a baby wasn't absurd to me. I have one and another on the way now, but but him having one with her, um, yeah, no. Scared to shit, friend. I don't know, man. We've been using condoms and everything, but I guess they still fail sometimes. We've never had one break. What are you going to do? I don't fucking know. She's, oh shit, she's coming back. Bye. Click. Well, at this point, there's nothing I can do. I go back to sleep. Fast forward through the week. I don't see him or her at all. He actually missed an exam. It's, it's, it was one of those take it now or the finals count more. So I wasn't terribly worried about him yet. Finally, I hear from him again, and it turns out that she's not really pregnant. She'd gotten her period or they had taken a few negative tests, some combo of both. He was quite elated when he told me this is basically how the phone conversation went. Me. Hey, man, what's up? Oh, my God. She's, she's not pregnant. We took the test. And you got a fucking beard. What's that? Oh, my God. Uh, sorry, there's a bullet there. That's really how it's worded. Me saying, okay, then. Skip forward another few days. For some reason, they were still together. Oh, wait. I remember the reason. Sex. So... I was at his place because we were studying for an upcoming quiz, and he asked me to look at something. I initially thought he was, it was going to be a picture of a dick or some stupid prank, so I was a little cautious at first. He shows me a condom. At this point, I'm like 99% sure this is some kind of prank. He asked me to take a really close look at it, and sure enough, I can see several intensively small holes in it. Curious, we examined the remainder of the condoms 
that he kept by his bed on his nightstand. Almost every single one had at least one or two holes clean through them. Oh my God. It turns out crazy girlfriend had wanted to get pregnant really bad so that she could lock down my buddy. She had some serious issues, clearly. She had heard some story from a radio station about a lady poking holes in condoms to get pregnant. And so she apparently thought it'd been a good idea. And she'd been doing it for about a month or two. She thought she had struck gold a week or so ago, but apparently she was just late or something. He literally broke up with her on the phone right then and there and moved all the stuff, all of her stuff out of his apartment. When they proceeded to get a new lock and everything for his door, new door handle and everything, caused a few problems with the complex later, but there's another story. That's another story for another time. That, that sounds like it'd be interesting. All done, right? Nope. No way. We had a class together that let out at 7.50 p.m., so we'd usually park in the same lot and kind of shoot the shit before we went on our separate ways. He had scored a better spot than me and was thus much closer to the front than I was. From a good distance away, maybe 200 feet, we could, we could see that something was seriously wrong with his car. The windshield was smashed in. Once we got closer, we could see a hole clean through it. The windshield, not a window, the actual windshield. In the hole was placed a terrifyingly accurate voodoo doll. It had his hair and everything. There wasn't anything else left we could do. So he called the cops and they basically said to him there was nothing that they could also do. Even though her fingerprints were all over the car, rightfully so, they told him that because he had insurance and it wouldn't cost him anything to fix, there just wasn't really much they could do. Which was correct, but, you know, I, I would have fought that point myself personally. We reported her to the university police, and it turns out that she wasn't a student anymore. She'd been a student 10 years ago and had been lying to my buddy about her age. We were in our very early 20s, and she had been saying she was as well. Turns out she was 31. She had been kicked out of several schools for trying to blackmail a teacher into passing her. I never saw her again, and I don't know if STSF ever did either. But I do know that he kept the voodoo doll and hung it on his rear view mirror once he got it back from the cops. Holy shit. Okay, so I have a lot of ground to cover here. So I'm going to try and cover it as best I can. So, gentlemen, we can be just as crazy as women. Let me reiterate that point here because I'm about to kind of bury this girl a little bit. Um, so, when you start dating someone, I, I, I don't get the whole age thing personally. I feel like you would know if someone was 10 years older than, than they say that they were. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Younger? Sure. No problem. In my experiences in life, I can always tell when someone is generally in their 30s, but uh, maybe I was wrong. I don't know. I mean, hell, 
we're going to get to, which we've already gotten pretty graphical on the show today, so I'm not really worried about it. If you're sleeping with this, this individual, uh, you would probably be able to tell if, if they maybe have a little more miles on the, uh, <laughs> on the old tires, but uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe that's just me. I've never been with someone who is much older than me, so I guess I wouldn't know. Um, but it kind of reiterates the point of making sure you always know someone. Because clearly this guy didn't get to know this girl that well. But the fact that uh, the second the window shit started happening, I, I would have just been like, nope, nope. I would have had a serious talk with this individual and say, listen, like you're being kind of crazy. Can you lay off a bit? But the fact that he didn't break up with her because he wanted to have sex with her. I mean, man, listen. Okay. Lots of great women out there. Lots of great girls out there. Okay. If you're just looking for sex, you know, you're an adult. There are a lot of other adults out there. You can contact these adults and they will either contact you back or what have you. It's, you know, 2018. And if you were looking for just some casual sex, you can do that. And that is a thing nowadays. So long as you always make sure that it is casual and that you get consent and so on and so forth. But you don't need to be with a crazy chick just to get sex whenever you want. I think that's very unhealthy. Uh, and that person probably should think about that. Hopefully they learn their lesson from this experience. But the fact that like, she was poking holes in condoms, that is so fucked up. I can't even fathom that. That's just, that is just too much. Um, it It kind of reinforces the thoughts of always making sure that you check your condoms before using them, even if you are, you know, in a committed long-term relationship with someone that you don't necessarily mind if you get pregnant, but you still use protection because you're not trying to always check them. Like you never know. Yeah. I'm not, not saying your different other is doing anything, but like, hell, let's just get into it. I, if anytime I'm going to use a condom, I always do a quick once over, you know, because if you look at it and you're like, oh, there's a tear in this wrapper or something like that. Like, yeah, I throw that shit out. I'm not, I'm not taking any chances. If it looks even remotely like something bad happened to it, not saying that, you know, my wonderful, beautiful fiance is not anything to it because that would never happen because she's not freaking psycho or anything. Um, but like if I think it's maybe happened to me once or twice where I've picked one up and been like, oh, it's like been bent or something. Like I'm just like, nope, just throwing it out. It's not worth it. I don't care. I'll, I'll take the hit on the money side. But if you are sleeping with someone who you're not in a very committed long-term relationship with or you're going to marry or whatever, to me, like, always triple check, man. Like, it's not worth it. Especially if you're if you're having casual sex, especially. Like, I just, I don't know, man. That's just, be safe out there, folks, you know? And the fact that there was the whole new windshield and the booty doll, like, that's just, oh, my God. I can't even fathom that. That is, uh, that is too, that's too much for me. Too much roll hotter i can't i can't deal with that i would i would be pressing charges like a mofo okay like there's no way i would be like listen this girl's gonna try and kill me at some point okay but the fact that she'd done it before you know that that to me should be like she should be like flagged or something i, I don't know like i i mean the guy was legal so it's not like she was doing anything that's like wrong in the sense of like sexual but like the fact that like you're lying about your age and 
you do all and you do this crazy shit. Like that should be like there should be like a list in, in like in like the world of like just fucking crazy people who do this kind of shit. I'm sorry, but that's just how it should be. And then if you <laughs> get involved with someone, you can go online and type in their name and see if they're on the fucking crazy person's list. <laughs> so stupid. Maybe one of the, the stupidest, best ideas I've ever had. But I mean, they got to do some crazy shit like this, like lying about their age and breaking someone's car and stuff like that. Like you should be able to like apply them to this list and tell why. And then if the site deems it, uh, you know, acceptable, you can then go on and search their name. And if they're on, it'll detail what happened with the exact dates and everything. And if they <laughs> just like, that's a great, actually, that, that's a million dollar idea. I might, I might look into that. Maybe it already exists. I don't know, but just the crazy mofos list or something like that. And it's just, uh, I don't know. But anyway, I'm getting off track, but yeah, definitely a crazy story. I, I really wanted to share that with you guys because I think it's just, uh, there's a lesson in there. You know, there's a few lessons. Never stay with crazy people. Always practice safe sex. And uh, you should probably, there should probably be some kind of a crazy person's list. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the last story I have here for you today is from uh, this individual who has been trying to get me this. He's been trying to send this story to me for a while now. And uh, we will call him Dr. Pepper. <laughs> as I do not use names for obvious reasons. Now, in this story, he does use names, but they are obviously not the real names because, yeah. But some. So, thank you, Dr. Pepper, for this story, which we will entitle Pepper's Creek. Amazing name. And you guys will find out why. It's my last story here for you today, guys. And same thing. I'm kind of going to just read the story out and then, you know, break down anything as just kind of at the end or as I go or however I kind of feel the need to do it. I'll preface this by saying we were quite young, but it's still a decent story. So my best pal, let's call him Ian, and I were inseparable for years. Along the way, I got a girlfriend. Yay for me. We were together for about three years, and we all went to the same youth group. There's the age thing I mentioned. So one time, we are on a ski trip, and during the day, I noticed they're being kind of shifty, wanting to go to different hills than the ones I'm doing. And on the way back, she leans her head on him and naps. Kind of rattled but I kind of just go on with my day. Yeah, that's super sketchy and I would be super rattled too. Well, Ian was at my place for the weekend and left his Facebook signed in where I saw my girlfriend's name and well, I found just lovely messages they had been sending each other. No. Fast forward about a month. I had been so angry that I didn't know what to do. Barely talked to Ian or my girlfriend. They were wondering what was wrong. So we go to youth group, which was in a church. If anyone has seen Dawson's Creek, it's almost exactly like Dawson confronting Joey and Pacey. I confront the two of them, and they both deny it adamantly. So then I bring up proof, and they still deny it. I start to walk away because I'm done with this conversation. 
I was so angry that my best friend of 10 years, good Lord, and my girlfriend of three years would do this. So I walk up the stairs at the church and Ian follows. He tries to tell me that he didn't mean for this to happen. It just sort of came to be. And then he says, and I quote, you just need to realize she's right for me and not for you. Oh, hell no, boy. So I turn around with the hardest punch I can throw straight into his left cheek. And he stumbled back and fell down the stairs at my church. Oh, bye. Superman punch. He kind of held his cheek and looked at me while I came back downstairs and walked over him to call my father to come pick me up. I ended up getting, quote unquote, suspended from youth group, to which my mother was very upset. But I told my dad what happened in the car, and he just nodded and said, good on you. Long story short, found out my best friend and girlfriend were kahoodling. I love that word. I punched him in the face at my church. Hashtag no regrets. Or hashtag no ragrets if you're into that kind of thing. Now, um, I, I should reiterate the fact that um, he, he did say that the fact that because he did, you know, in his own way, love them both so much. He did feel bad at first about uh, punching his, you know, best friend of freaking 10 years in the face. Um, but, of course, not anymore because, you know, screw them. Um, but the fact that, you know, he still felt bad about it, 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 I mean, it proves what a great guy Dr. Pepper is, but, uh, it just, that, that's a really shitty situation. Um, and there's a few things to dissect here. Number one, if you start seeing that kind of stuff happening, um, I mean, this is when the, he was also younger. So, you know, maybe a little more, not naive, but a little more like, no, there's no way this is happening. Cause even I wouldn't believe it would be happening. Yeah, you know, if my best friend of ten years and my girlfriend of three years started kind of being shifty, I, I don't think I'd really think much of it at first. It would take me proof to really believe something would happen, honestly. And that bus ride, you know, with her leaning on him and stuff like that would do me in. I would have lost my shit. But that being said, it was also a, a youth group trip, so, eh. <laughs> I guess maybe it's, you know, you don't want to confront in that situation and you're probably still in denial. You know, I'm sure Dr. Pepper was in denial as I, as I would be in that same situation. But the fact that, you know, the second I found that Facebook open, I would have just, I would have been, oh my Lord. I, uh, I would have literally, I, I probably would have punched that person in the face. I would have, I would have like fought them right then and there in my house. Um, I would have driven over to his house and like fought him just straight up. Be like, all right, you and me, let's go. Like you're being a piece of shit. And I would break off with her and that would be the end of it. But again, when you're, you know, in love with someone and it's someone who is your best friend of 10 years, you know, you want to believe that maybe there's something else going on or you're so angry that you just can't see straight. You know, the fact that, it was that angry that it was just like, you don't know what to do. You're so angry and you're so upset that you're like, I just, like, what, what the hell do I do here? So he definitely did the right thing by confronting them both at the same time and bringing up proof. The fact that they both deny it sucks, you know, just 
I gotta admit what's going on, you know? But for his friend, quote unquote, to say, you know, you seem to realize she's right for me and not for you. That's just, oh man, that is that is the shittiest thing in the world. If, ladies and gentlemen, hotheads, listeners of this program, people who are listening for the first time, possibly, hello. Um, if you develop feelings for either your friend's significant other or someone who is in a relationship, there is a very right way to handle these things. Um, in my opinion, you just deal with it on your own and get over it because you should not ever in any stretch of the imagination be a home wrecker. Um, that's just kind of a shitty thing to do. Um, that being said, if you are someone who is in a relationship and two parties who are not in this, you know, someone who is not in the relationship and you, you basically fall in love with each other and not necessarily saying this is what happened in the situation, but just, let's just say, for example, that's what happened in this situation I'm talking about. If you fall in love or you start developing feelings for each other, there is a very right way to handle that situation. And then just break it off with the person you are with. Never, ever, there's no, don't fucking cheat. I, can't, I, I just, I, it makes my blood boil because like, I just don't get it. Like, I think of like how I would feel if I ever cheated on Sam or something. Like, I just, I can't fathom it. I would not be able to live with myself. I would not be able to look in the mirror every day. And I just, I don't understand it. I mean, it's not the fact that I love her with my entire heart and soul and I want to spend the rest of my life with her. Like, I just, I don't, I don't get it. You know, I mean, I guess it's different if you're, but even when me and Sam were together for a few months, I felt the same. You know, I couldn't picture ever doing that. But if you're someone who is in that situation, you know, break it off. You know, don't, don't be shifty and don't mess around behind the spirit someone's back like just don't freaking do that and gentlemen and ladies if you are currently in a situation where you have feelings for someone you probably shouldn't like i said i think the best case scenario is to sometimes you need to tell this person to kind of get it off your chest and just say hey look so turns out i kind of have some feelings for you you go with this person you guys are happy I'm just letting you know so that I can kind of get over it. Um, I, I think that's acceptable as long as you can both be adult about it. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
I think that you can't necessarily always help who you fall for, but you can definitely help how you handle it. And that was not the right way to handle it. And I am so glad that Dr. Pepper punched him in the face down a flight of stairs. I think that is classic. I think that's that story was well worth the wait <laughs> because um, he had kind of told me the Cliff Notes version of the story before. The fact that I finally was able to get the full rundown of it. I'm so happy because it was uh, it was well worth it, you know, and the, the Dawson's Creek reference and stuff like that is just uh, just too much. Just too much. Um, hope that you guys have enjoyed these four stories and hopefully you uh, appreciate what I had to say about that. Number one moral of uh, and the takeaway from today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, should be don't cheat. Always try and know who you're getting in cahoots with and, you know, in bed with and in a relationship with. Always be trusting, but it's okay to wonder and ask questions and communicate. Always, always communicate. And <laughs> if someone you are dating and have been dating for a few days has a random change in their life and they randomly dye their hair or cheetah print, you should probably just break up with them and call it a day because <laughs> it's just not worth it because no one is too alternative for life. Okay. Just straight up. That's just the most pretentious thing I've ever heard in my entire life. But hopefully you guys maybe have some takeaway from this. If you have a story you would like to share with me, please hit me up. Let me know. You can email it to me. You can send it to me on any of the social medias. Of course, we have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter all under the harder show, all one word. My email is the harder show at gmail.com. Um, I, I don't do these all the time, but uh, if I get some stories, I will definitely do another one of these. I think this is something I do every like 30 episodes or 40 episodes or so. Not very often, but uh, they're definitely always a lot of fun to do. And I had some great stories to share with you guys. So thank you everybody who submitted stories and uh, to the people whose stories I used. That I found online. Thank you. Um, obviously, I'm not going to use your names for that's just not what I do huh, on the Harder Show on this these uh, podcasts. Even though I guess technically you already posted online under a username, like it doesn't really matter. But whatever is what it is. We'll just got called for what it is. Some good stories and some good uh, lessons. Hopefully, I have hit the nail on the head with that. All right, guys. Harder Show breakup special, uh, volume four, I believe. Yes, volume four. And as I said in the intro there, I've got two really like just crazy stories. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to make this a super long episode with a ton of stories. The two stories I was sent, um, the one in particular, especially, I was like, you know what? These deserve some time. These deserve to kind of be their own thing. And then also I figured, you know what? Let me share a story of my own that I have not told on this podcast since the very first breakup special, which was... Oh, God. Four years ago, give or take, somewhere around there. So I was like, you know what? I think it is high time that I share that story again because now it's been a few years. I think I can look back on it, you know, with a little more understanding and a little less, uh, a little more in a fun way. I think I always have looked at it that way once I got over that breakup because it was, it was just such a funny way of being dumped. It was just, it was just ridiculous. But uh, <laughs> such is the way. But um, for those of you who are not familiar with what these are, literally, you send me a story. I either change the names or don't mention names at all. 
And then I kind of just react to your story and give my thoughts on it. And hopefully, you know, it is a kind of a cathartic thing for them. That's the main goal of this. And hopefully we can all kind of go, whoof, and be a little entertained by it. So that's kind of the idea behind these. Now, the first story that I have is uh, <laughs> very interesting. And it is a perfect, I guess, I don't, I don't even know if I would call it a cautionary tale because, like, this person knew something was going on. Um, so it's kind of like sometimes trusting your gut, I guess, maybe. I don't know. It, it, it's 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 kind of a tricky situation. Um, but usually if your gut tells you something's going on, something's probably going on. But again, no, not like it was this person's fault because they kind of sort of knew something was up. So <laughs> you got to trust in your partner. And unfortunately, this backfired. But uh, I just life, and it's been a long time. So, anyway, without further ado, let's jump into this first story. So, I dated this guy for five years, five solid years. Things were great. We never really fought, we had the same interests. And at one point, he was even looking into engagement rings. So, it sounds like a very, you know, healthy relationship. Then, he went to one of the mandatory rounds of trade school where we met. Little did I know that a friend of his he hadn't seen or spoken to during our relationship was also at that college. Dun, dun, dun. Last I saw on New Year's, when we were all at a party together, she was engaged and her husband was there and he seemed pretty chill and fun. So they had a good rapport. At some point in the following few weeks, the two of them had broken up, and my loving boyfriend was there to comfort her. Oh, boy. In more ways than one. Ugh. His phone was going crazy one day while he was in the shower, so I took a peek. And there were messages from her that basically had confirmed what I was thinking. I'm assuming, like, you know... They were lovey messages or something of that nature, which, you know, that's a horrible way to find something out. So when I asked him about it, about them, he shrugged it off saying I was overthinking it and he loves me so much and I have nothing to worry about. Again, at the end of the month, I asked him about it again because we were starting to spend less and less time together. And again, I was told everything is fine and that he loves me so, so much. One day in the car, I said to him, if you're ever going to break up with me, please don't blindside me. Please let me know things aren't working, so on and so forth. Which is a very, you know, mature thing to say. He said he swears he will and that everything is great and I have nothing to worry about. That takes us up to a few months later, where one day he picks me up from work and is acting all funny. I asked him if he's okay. And he said, yep, that his stomach just hurts. We finished our running around and get back to my, go back to my house, where he proceeds to sit in his car and break up with me in the driveway. All the while, getting a bunch of nonstop texts. His parents had just left on vacation for the week, but his phone wouldn't stop. I asked if it was her. He said he doesn't know what I'm talking about. 
and says it's another person who we were friends with. I didn't buy it. After all of this, I went inside and texted this person myself. It took them a little while to get back to me, but when they did, they said they hadn't spoken to him in months and swore up and down that it wasn't them texting him. That night, he had her, he had that the first person over to his house, the person who he was already speaking with, over to his house. For about six months, he cheated on me, and he lied about it. Six months. And the ring that he was looking into buying from me, well, it turns out that it was nestled snugly on her finger because of a shotgun-style wedding they had because she was pregnant. Holy shit. Uh, sorry if this story was a little longer than expected, um, but I appreciate the opportunity to share it. And I want to be very clear that this was not the friend who he originally said he was texting with near the end there, but it was actually someone else. Yeah, so, okay, so, um, <laughs> man, where, where to begin with this one? So, here's the thing with here's the crazy thing with relationships and trust and so forth. Right. And I say all of this as someone who really doesn't have a lot of relationship experience. I've had one other, uh, significant relationship aside from Sam and it only lasted a couple of months. Um, but I learned a lot in that relationship because it was a, in a a lot of ways, a very unhealthy relationship, but being with Sam has taught me so much too, because I've had to basically figure out how to be a, boyfriend. I had to figure things out as I went along and I had to learn how to communicate. I had to learn how to, all the little mistakes you make when you're younger and you're in a relationship that like you're a dumb kid, whatever. I was figuring these things out when I was in my twenties, when I was with someone who I wanted to marry. And luckily, you know, Samantha is a saint and (laughs) she put up with all my bullshit, which I mean, I'm being a little rough on myself. I don't think I was all ever that bad, but uh, <laughs> listen to me. I don't think I was ever that bad. She's over there like, mm-hmm. Um, no, it's just communication and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Especially if you're with someone who has um, who has some, some trust issues. If there's some trust issues going on, if you're in a relationship with someone who is, and this is something that, you know, I, I hope that this person who sent me this story, um, I know for a fact that they you know, did move on and everything. So that's great. And I'm happy for them. Um, but unfortunately this was a situation where if you kind of know something's up, it's like, what do you do? Right. Do you just, you, you communicate to the person and you say, Hey, something's going on. You're, you're acting different, like blah, 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 blah. And you communicate to them, which this person did. So, and their partner denied it. So then what more do you do from there? Do you continue to confront them until they say F you and leave? Or do you break it off yourself because you're convinced something's going on? Because then what happens if something isn't going on? To me, in any situation I've ever been in where my significant other has said, has asked me a question of like, oh, hey, who are you texting? Or has had a question like that. You know what I mean? And and that happens in relationships. It's not, it has nothing to do with the person. It has nothing to do with you even necessarily, right? Sometimes trust is just, uh, 
it's it's an, it's a weird thing because especially if someone has been cheated on in the past or they have a damage in their in in the past that they're working out of you know what i mean and if you're someone who is with an individual who has trust issues from previous relationships where they were cheated on or if you're with someone who's always been cheated on you know what i mean you need to put in the work to make sure you constantly communicate and that's something that you know i i have definitely had to get better with in my own personal relationship and to make sure that I'm communicating things. And, and at the end of the day, guys or, or girls, if you're with someone who asks you that kind of a question, it's already implanted in their mind. Okay. So some people get so defensive about it and because they're not, and it's like, yo, I'm literally texting like my friend, blah, blah, like, and they, they, they almost get upset. And, um, you owe it to your partner in that situation to be understanding. Don't get me wrong. If every day they're accusing you of shit and they're screaming at you and blah, 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 that's different. That's at some point that person has to figure their shit out. But you owe it to that person that you're with. If you really, truly appreciate them and want to be with them, if they ask you a question like that, even if it's innocent, oh, who are you texting? Sometimes that can mean that in the back of their mind, there's a little concern. Not all the time, obviously. You have to know your partner. But I have always said that, you know, if if that ever happened to me, I would, number one, show the person who I was speaking with, and I would say, you know, listen, if if I'm doing anything to make you have any doubt in your mind that I'm not committed to you, I'm sorry, and I will do better to make sure that doesn't happen. What can I do to, you know, make you feel more comfortable in the trust that you're not going to have to worry about me? Um, and, you know, as far as, hey, how do you do that? There's there's lots of ways. And the number one thing is just communication. It's so simple. Don't do shady little things sometimes, even if it's innocent. One thing I used to do all the time that... Uh, was something I never really saw as something shady, but then, you know, was kind of informed in a, in a roundabout way. Hey, that that's kind of weird to do because I never thought of it. I would text someone and then put my phone face down. Some people may not think that's a big deal, but I would speak with people who, you know, were cheated on before. And that was one thing the partner would always do. They'd be very secretive with their phone in, in that kind of ways. They wouldn't necessarily like, put a lock in their phone or whatever but like they would just be very secretive that way and it's like huh I do that all the time I never really thought of it so that's something I, I stopped doing it's just like hey you know I was never really accused of like cheating or anything but like it's just like you know basically the the this rambling point I'm trying to make here is you need to communicate with your partner and in this situation unfortunately you know the person who sent me the story, you know, they communicated with their partner multiple times on this and even said, hey, basically, if you're going to break up with me, just do it. Don't blindside me and, you know, and that sucks because that's a really horrible way for a relationship like that to end. Um, and I'm sorry that you had to go through that. Um, I'm glad that, you know, I know you were able to kind of move on and that you're doing great. So that's that's awesome. But, you know, as someone who was blindsidedly broken up with too. Not anywhere near the same (laughs) 
the same situation. <laughs> um, it sucks. So someone out there, if you're having doubts in your relationship and you're thinking maybe you want to end things, communicate that. And if you speak with your partner and the things that you're having issues with can't be solved, do it, do it the right way. Okay. Don't blindside someone. Just do it the right way at the end of the day, because that's a really messed up thing to do to someone. Um, especially if they've been having doubts and then no, 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 it's fine. And you push it and you push it because for whatever reason, maybe you feel guilty. I don't know what the reason is, but you owe it to that person who you spent some time with to help them move on. You know what I mean? And I'm going to touch on that in a little bit when I tell my story, because, um, my story is interesting because it is the perfect example of someone who was also trying to spare their own feelings and in in turn hurt me more. And again, as a now mature adult that was almost 10 years ago, I can look back on it and totally understand that. But still, it's kind of the same principle. All right, guys, the next story that I have here for you guys is actually a story of my own that I've already kind of touched on. So I just figured, you know what, let's just dump into that one now because the last story that I have here for you guys is a... It is a doozy, and it is a very intense story. Um, so I'm going to save that one for last because I think it deserves to kind of be the focus of this episode, just because of how intense it is, and you know, it's a, a heartbreaking story that you know somewhat has a an okay ending, I guess, in a way. And I know I you know know this person, so it's um I knew the other person too, obviously, but I know this person. And, you know, have a, a rapport with them and everything. I speak with them all the time. So it's it's definitely something that was um, very intense for them to share. So uh, my story <laughs> is definitely not that intense. So we're going to go with my story. So for those who do not know, if you, if you know me, you've already probably heard this story. So you can maybe skip ahead a little. But um, before I met Sam, the love of my life, the best person in this world... I was with someone else for uh, about three months, give or take. I don't even really remember anymore. I think it was like three months, give or take. And this individual was actually my first relationship I was ever in. And the reason why that's important to this story, I was speaking about a little before how I don't have a ton of relationship experience, which is funny as to why I'm doing these podcasts. Um, (laughs) But... And that's why I'm the perfect person to do this podcast, because I'm not jaded from all these horrible exes being like, oh, yeah, I get that. Why you would do a scummy thing like that? Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, I was with this person for about three months. And like I said, I was very inexperienced in relationships. And if I had any experience in relationship, this relationship would not have lasted because at the end of the day, it was not a very healthy relationship. And I don't blame the other person for this. They were in a situation where they had just gone through a very, um, a pretty intense situation with someone and they were a little younger too. So at the end of the day, I should have, I was older. I should have been the more mature one, but I was emotionally, I was not as old as I was like emotionally. I was still a kid, man. Because I just, I hadn't really gone through that stuff before. I had had crushes that I pursued that failed. And 
I had quote unquote heartbreak or what I thought was heartbreak. So these were all new intense feelings for me and I didn't know what they were. I didn't know what love was. I thought I knew what love was. And then I met Sam and after hanging out with her a couple times, I was like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I thought, I thought I knew what love was and I feel something even more intense for this person. So what the hell is this feeling? <laughs> so such is the way. But we had an interesting relationship in the sense that we met in a very interesting way where it was completely by fate and by accident. Um, I shouldn't say fate. It was by accident. And we kind of got together somewhat quickly. Again, that's more on me. I was so excited that, hey, this person is interested in me and I'm interested in them. And why not? (laughs) So in retrospect, again, I could have um, been a little more... Again, just more experience. At the end of the day, that's it. I, I try to look at myself more in these situations too. But what was interesting about this whole thing was, again, because she was a little bit younger than me, you know, I think that she viewed this more as I would be more mature. I would not be as intense. I would maybe help lead the situation a little more, which unfortunately that was not the case. She was the one who had more relationship experience. She was the one who kind of was more, um, I was almost kind of looking to her a little bit, which again, that's crazy. You know what I mean? I I should have been a little more mature in that situation. That being said, I know for a fact I treated her like solid gold. I treated her like a fucking saint, basically, which again, in another way, that was very intense for her because she was like, well, what the fuck? This person like treats me so incredible and I've only really been treated like crap before. So the beginning of our relationship was great for that reason because, you know, I was always showering her with compliments and all these things and so on and so forth. So our relationship grew very intense very quickly. And as time went on, basically I realized that little things you know what I mean like huh one one thing she said to me that I'll never forget and I didn't think it was that weird at the time because it made sense to me once I was speaking with Sam Sam was like that's so fucked up she said to me basically from day one I never want to take a picture with you because I don't want that hanging around in case we break up because I I don't want to go through that heartbreak and I was kind of like okay like you know, that makes sense to me. In retrospect, that's fucked up. I don't know why. Like, specifically, she felt that way, but that's fucked up. Um, I didn't realize how fucked up that was until... I'm not sitting here saying we needed to upload pictures of each other on Facebook all the time or anything, but, like, that's fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, the fact that she would never take a picture with me. And that's really all I wanted. Because, again, it was my first relationship. I was like, hey, I... Can I, like, have a picture of us for the background of my phone or whatever? Like, you know what I mean? And as time went on again, I mean, she was not over her ex at all. You know what I mean? And I was, I'm a very intense person. So our relationship, again, I got very intense very quickly with my emotions and saying things I probably shouldn't have said and so on and so forth. It was a very intense relationship 
but a very short and new relationship. And I learned that, hey, I can't just, bleh, I can't just dive into things head first and allow myself to be so intense so quickly. I need to dial things back, which is hilarious because I didn't do that with Sam at all, but luckily <laughs> it all worked out. Um, but also Sam was a, this is my fucking soulmate, so it was a little different. But, well, not a little different, very different. But with this person basically, in a nutshell, what ended up killing our relationship was the fact that I was looking for someone who I was going to be with for, you know, maybe not necessarily forever, but I was like, I was, I was looking for an intense, real relationship. And she wasn't really looking for that. She was still at a point in her life where she had a lot of growing to do. And I kind of already, like I knew who I was as a person. I knew what I was doing. I knew what I wanted to do and everything was, she was still kind of figuring those things out. So when, about the last month of our relationship, we started having a lot of problems. She started basically just for lack of a better term, treating me like shit. And again, I didn't realize that until looking back and talking to Sam about it and stuff at the beginning of our relationship, but she was like, yeah, no, she treated you like human garbage. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like <laughs> just getting mad if I would ask certain things, you know, like Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Before Sarah discovered ChumbaCasino.com, she enjoyed chamomile tea. Come on, big jackpot. And being in PJs by six. Let's go. The new fun Sarah. Woohoo! Often thinks about the old boring Sarah. Yes. And wonders if that Sarah ever really existed. <laughs> Chumba Casino has over a hundred casino style games. So join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. No purchase necessary. We were created by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, asking about how school was going or asking about how, you know, what she was doing at this exact time that I, I she would say I would text her too much. When in reality, I only really texted her in the morning and at night. And like, I'd want to talk to her on the phone at night and stuff because we live too far away for me to see her every day. I wanted to see her every day. I wanted to spend time with her every day. Whereas that was not her at all. And us even spending one day out of the weekend together was a little too much for her at times. So again, me being a little too intense maybe. But, and again, for the sake of this podcast, I'm trying to kind of play both sides because I feel like I kind of should in a way. But at the end of the day, we shouldn't have been dating. We should never have started dating. Um, I don't necessarily regret the relationship because I think I learned some important lessons from my relationship with Sam that has helped me uh, more about my own self-worth in a relationship. Not necessarily how to treat someone or whatever because, I mean, you know, I don't think I did anything wrong. <laughs> um, aside from maybe being a little too intense, a little too quick. That's really all I think I did wrong. And then near more after the relationship, I definitely did some things wrong. But um, I was very enamored and very intense. So I can understand why, you know, she kind of was like, oh, shit. Like, 
and at the end of the day, again, like I said, I keep rambling off here, sorry. Um, when we started really having that rough month, we, you know, she was still trying, kind of, but it was just like, anytime we'd hang out, it was just awkward. Because, like, she was always, like, in a bad mood and just, she had a lot going on, but she was always in a bad mood and it was just like, fuck, like, what could I do to help? Nothing. Okay, cool. And it just started making me feel like crap because I'm like, you know, like, I only get to see you, like, once every couple of weeks and when I see you, you don't even want to be here. So, that sucked. But then, as time went on, we had, uh, near the end of, it was near Christmas and I'm now coming to the end of the story basically um the main event we were planning to go to a parade in toronto and this took some planning this was not like a quick plan thing this took some time to plan out i had to take the day off um i took the day after off too because i knew we were going to be in late i saved up some money you know, uh, I bought her a Christmas present and all this stuff because a couple of nights before we had one really good night where basically she apologized and was like, I've been really shitty to you. You don't deserve that. I'm sorry. Blah, 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 blah. So I was like, oh, yay. My relationship is fixed again. In retrospect, no, but as I was waiting at the ghost station, which for those of you who live in Ontario and the Oshawa area, you know, the ghost station. It was packed. Thousands of people were getting ready to board this train to go to Toronto for the parade. And I said to her, you know, do you want me to come pick you up? She said, no, I will meet you there. I said, okay. I was, you know, dressed nice. I had her present with me. It wasn't anything serious, but it was, you know, spent some fucking money. And I had our train tickets and I had everything all ready to go and it was all good. And I'm standing there waiting for her uh, and all of a sudden she pulls in and I'm excited as hell because I'm in a great mood. Was, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it was going to be a fantastic day. I had a coffee for her and I was just all excited. And then she gets out of her car and I realize she's in her pajamas and she looks like she hasn't slept. And she says, uh, I was like, hey, like, what? like, are you okay? What's going on? And she said, no, we need to talk. And at that exact moment, I knew what was happening. And I felt so fucking just, I don't know. It, it, it was a shitty feeling because, again, I did not know this was going to happen. Again, in retrospect... I should have known it was coming, but I was just, I was naive, you know, and she proceeded to break up with me um, in the parking lot of the ghost station with thousands of people there, with people watching, people were wondering what was going on, because people are nosy as fuck, there was at least a couple hundred people watching, straight up, I'm not even being funny right now, I mean, it's funny, but like, it wasn't funny to me, and she's proceeding to break up with me and basically explaining that she can't be in a relationship right now. She has too much going on and she can't. She was trying to baby face it, you know, like, oh, like I can't give you what you deserve right now. And you deserve to be with someone who can give you the time and 
who will appreciate you for what you are because you're like such an incredible guy and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I mean, I'm emotional. I'm crying. I'm like wailing because I'm just like, what the fuck? Like I was, because just because I was so blindsided by it and I'm like leaning against my truck, like trying to like hide my face crying because like people are looking at me and she's trying to comfort me and it's making it worse. And she's just like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, you know, I was kind of like, okay. And again, you know, at the time I said like, well, I'm sorry that I'm not what you want. And you know, she's like, it's not that. And I basically was like, okay. And then I fucking peeled out of the parking lot and ran every red light on the way home. Um, cause I was just so, um, and I mean, that's fucking stupid. Don't get me wrong. Um, I was just so fucking like, I mean, I was heartbroken, but at the same time I was, I was fucking angry. Like, what the fuck was that? You know? And I got home and by the time I got home, I had calmed down and I I had to talk to my parents and they were kind of like, wow, like that's kind of fucked up that you did that. But like, whatever, you know, you've got to just kind of move on. Uh, A couple days had gone by and we actually started talking, which this is really where it's fucked up for me. And this was a mistake I made. I should have just cut all ties and moved on with my life. Um, She wanted to be friends. No, it just didn't work. And in my own head, because I was still so enamored with her, I wanted her to be in my life because I thought, well, maybe eventually we can be together again. And basically, long story short, we talked for basically about uh, another month. I was over her. I was feeling really good about everything. And we, we would talk. But I didn't have that same feeling of like, oh, maybe we'll get back. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I felt good. And then she wanted to see me for uh, New Year's. And me being stupid, I was like, sure. So we hung out together on New Year's. And she basically, uh, one thing she said was basically that it was, you know, uh, hurting the guy who was the best thing that ever happened to me, like blah, 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 whatever. She said like some weird comment like that. And I was kind of like, it's fine. Like, just stop. Like, we're not doing this. And then basically long story short, we ended up back at her house. We had this really emotional moment, but she was said she apologized and basically that she regretted it. And I thought we were back together. And next day, I was informed that, in fact, that was a mistake and that we were not getting back together and that she was sorry. And that's when I went off the fucking deep end because, basically, I felt like I was broken up with twice and I was let on. Um, And that's on her at the end of the day. I don't give a shit. That's on her. That's the part more that, like, I was mad about and I was really upset about because that fucked me up because I was like, cool. I've been broken up with twice and I was let on. Awesome. And, basically, uh, about... Two or three weeks later, she said something to me where she said, you need to hate me. You need to be mad at me because I was so just distraught. And I mean, I was doing some stupid shit, guys. I was texting her. I was calling her for God's sakes. Like, it was bad. It was bad. I'd call her drunk, crying. Oh, it was just horrible. Horrible. 
God damn, just, just embarrassing. But I was, you know, I was still basically a teenager emotionally. So, like, I didn't know how to handle this shit. And it's funny now, but it's like, at the time, it was not funny. So, I, um, she sat down with me one day where she was just like, you need to hate me. You know, I can't deal with this anymore. You need to just hate me and be mad at me. So, I basically punched a hole in my wall and said, you want me to fucking hate you? All right, I fucking hate you. And then I hung up the phone. And that was it. Never spoke to her again. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. I have run into her a couple times. And whatever. It's all good. I can be civil. But uh, yeah, when the last thing you say, someone says to you is you need to hate me, you don't really want them in your life. And luckily, about a week or two after that conversation, I kind of gotten over it. I had this really intense night where I was drinking a lot and... The next day, actually, uh, my buddy Pat and I were hanging out and we were playing music and I basically, we have this recording of this song that I wrote all on the spot and played all on the spot that uh, basically was my kind of blah, here's my final bit of thing. I need to get over this, went home and had myself an emotional day. And then the next day I was like, huh, I thought there's a weight off my chest. Interesting. And then like a month later, I was with Sam. I met Sam, so. <laughs> if this story teaches you folks one thing, it's that sometimes at your darkest hours, uh, or once you get past your darkest hour, you can find the light of your life. And I am so fucking grateful that I was able to get through all that and get over that and everything to then find the best thing that ever happened to me and my wonderful, beautiful fiance, Samantha Light. So. Yeah, that's my story. Hope you guys enjoyed it and you can get a chuckle out of it looking back on things. All right, so the last story that I have here for you guys, uh, it's a doozy. It's intense. I was saving it for last. Um, It's a really messed up story. I'm not going to lie. Very intense. Um, The individual said to me, because again, I don't use names or anything. um, He said, if you find anyone that has a better story, I will buy you a sandwich. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. This one pretty much takes the cake. I don't even really have a lot to say about it. It's just, it's intense. Definitely, definitely the worst um, breakup slash marriage ending story I have ever heard in my entire life. That just is bad for all parties involved. But uh, anyway, without further ado, here we go. So, myself. I'm reading this as the person for the record. This person and myself have been dating for five years and we had a daughter together. We were high school sweethearts though, though we were dating a few years back then before reconnecting and started family together. We had everything. We each had a kid from a prior relationship. Everyone got along really well, nice house, good job, etc., etc., etc. Basically the, a very good situation. You know, we were also inseparable we loved going to concerts, Jay's games. She attended many events with me. You know, we loved wine, music nights, all that sort of thing. So it's a really nice, healthy relationship. She had a job with uh, Providence Care, which provided in-home care for many clients within the community. And she was really great at the job. She took the time to get to know her clients, you know, got to know them on a real personal level and took a lot of pride in her work. That included going above and beyond. It wouldn't be unusual for her to say client X 
is in the hospital and I'd like to go cheer them up. So I'm going to make cookies, take them to him or her. I always wholeheartedly encourage her to do this. She would clear it with her work's head office and get paid for an hour's work too. I thought it was wonderful. She had such compassion for people in the community, which like a lot of charitable efforts I've done myself. One night she had come home to tell me a certain client was in the hospital and wanted to visit, but work didn't have the hours to cover it. Her solution was to visit anyways and just keep the visit private. This person did not have local family or many friends, and she wanted to cheer him up. Of course, I encouraged this, saying, as long as you don't think you'll get in trouble at work, I think it's a great idea. So about a week later, she says that she wants to go see her client after we put the kids to bed. The timing was unusual, it was late, but I didn't think much of it. It was a Sunday night, so I figured she'd be home in an hour or two, since we both had to work in the morning and the kids had school. This was about 8 p.m. By 10.30, I was falling asleep on the couch watching wrestling, so I shot her a quick text to say, hey, I'm heading to bed. I woke up around 1.30 a.m. to notice to use the bathroom and notice she wasn't in bed. Weird, I thought. Maybe she's on the couch or in one of the kids' rooms or so she wouldn't wake me up. I check all around the house, basement, living room, kids' room. She's not here. Then I check my phone. At 1.30, I have a text saying, oh my God, I didn't realize it was as late as it is. One story ran into the next, into the next. So I tried to call her. Now I'm starting to panic a little bit. Thinking between 1.30 and 1... Sorry, I just messed that up totally, guys. I apologize. Thinking between 11.30 and 1.30, maybe she had been in a car accident. I go outside to see if her car is there. Nothing. About 10 minutes goes by and she calls back. Did you just try and call me? She said. I said, yes, it's almost 2 a.m. and you're not home. I was concerned you were in a car accident or something. And she said, while I'm still at the hospital, I don't need you checking on me. Click. Well, now that's really weird. She had no reason to be mad at me. We never really bicker with each other. And if we did, it typically blew over pretty quickly. But the last conversation I had with her she left was have fun visiting your client hope he enjoys the peanut butter cookies i love you not much to be mad there about about 20 minutes goes by and she comes into the house and she's ready for a fight how dare i call her i knew i knew exactly where she was etc etc we didn't have a relationship based in jealousy at all i had never questioned her whereabouts in our entire relationship until this night when at 1 30 a.m on a school night work night she was nowhere to be found the fight continues for a few minutes and I say forget this and grab my car keys to head to my mom's. At this point, it's getting close to 2.30 a.m. I drive about halfway there and then say to myself, am I really going to wake up my mom for this silly fight? Decided against it and turned around. When I got home, I could still hear her stewing and making comments under her breath. I just couldn't understand where all this anger was coming from. Now, I'm not exactly sure... What told me to do this, but there was a pit in my gut and it was saying, you need to look at her Facebook messages. I have never looked at anybody's private conversations before in my life and still haven't since. But on this day, on that night, I had, I just had this screaming feeling in my stomach. I need to do it. And there it was messages between her and her client who she had just seen. I love you. You're my rock. You're my everything. Wow. Wow. 
my entire world shattered immediately. I took my laptop upstairs to confront her about the messages. Her response was, I didn't send those. I guess a ghost logged into her Facebook account or something. I was pretty hysterically upset, which is understandable as hell, obviously. There was absolutely zero problems in our relationship, at least obviously that I was aware of. She gave me no indication anything was ever wrong. No, hey, we need to talk or anything at all like that. Quick side note, um, he said to me, I have never hit the character limit on a Facebook message before, LOL. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of, kind of funny. Um, so she scooped up the kids and left in the middle of the night. I was upset she took the kids with her and equally upset that this had been going on right under my nose. And this is where it just it gets really just... Ugh. Within three days... She already had a separation agreement written up with what she wanted out of the house and when I would get to see our daughter. She put exactly no effort into trying to repair a relationship, no matter how hard I cried or how hard I begged her. She just left. She continued to have a relationship with this client for about two years. She lost her job, her family, her home, her car, and any respect anybody had for her. She had dumped him a few months ago. <sighs> um, yeah. And, you know, this is something that obviously, you know, <laughs> this affects you the rest of your life. I mean, I, I know this guy and he's a, you know, he's one of the nicest, best people I've ever met. Um, does a lot of good in the world and everything with the charity work that he does and things of that nature. I'm being very careful what I say because I don't want, as much as I don't think he would care if I said who he is and everything, I, I just don't like to do that on these. That's just how I do these. But, um, you know, I kind of knew the story a little tiny bit, but I didn't know the full extent of that's how that's what happened. And that's just, that's heartbreaking. Um, the one thing I will say is, you know, he did get 50-50 custody of his daughter. <laughs> Um, so that's, he's able to see her and spend time with her and stuff, which is awesome. Cause that's the one thing that out of all of that, as much as it's heartbreaking about the relationship and everything, the fact that she took the kid, like, that's just, that's fucked up. That's, I don't know. That's just, uh, I don't get that. If there's one thing people, and I mean, you know, I've never been divorced, obviously I wasn't a child of divorce or anything. So I don't know what it's like when. Like I always say to people, like, look, if you're going to get divorced or whatever, like you need to do everything you can. If you have kids, I don't give a shit. The most important thing you need to worry about are your kids. I don't, to me, it just, it doesn't fucking matter. I just, I don't care. I'm not saying you should stay with the person, but you need to at least work to, you know, still have a relationship with that, with the father or mother of your children for the sake of your children and have a good relationship with them. You just, you have to, because it'll fuck your kids up. And then kids are caught in the middle and there's kids that don't see their fathers or don't see their mothers because the other person doesn't want them to. And it's just so fucked up and you can't do that. And it just, it makes me so mad when I see that, especially when I know, because I know a couple people in my life that are in a situation like that where like they don't get to see their kids very often. And like, they're good people who just we're in a shitty relationship and that person has all the power, unfortunately. And 
that breaks my fucking heart because I know that those people would give anything to be able to see their kids more, you know, uh, the one individual I know actually gets to see them more now. So that's awesome. But what, what do you do? Like the, usually I kind of like give a quick, my quick thoughts on a, on the situation on these relationship specials here, breakup specials or whatever. But what do I say about this other than just is fucking heartbreaking. Um, I don't know, man. I don't really know what else to say. It, it, I, I'm, you know, very thankful you shared that story with me, man. And I hope it was kind of a bit of a cathartic thing for you too, being able to share it. And, you know, it's, uh, it's intense, man. Just if, if you're out there and you're cheating on your partner or you're having thoughts or anything like that, just communicate things. I don't know. Just communicate. I'm not happy. That's all it takes. Or, hey, I'm falling in love with someone else. Is it a bad conversation to have? Obviously. Are you going to break that person's heart? Obviously. But what do you think is going to hurt more? Just think about it from that point of view. What's going to hurt more? You telling them or them finding a Facebook message? What do you think is going to hurt more? Just be a decent fucking human being. That's all I have to say about that. I just, I have no time for it. But uh, anyway, yeah. (laughs) That's the last story I have here for you guys. I hope that you have enjoyed this uh, breakup special. All right, guys, there you have it. If you are listening to this, like, I don't even know what to say. You're seriously like, you're, you're crazy. You're the best person ever. And I love you because that was almost four hours or about four hours of content to, uh, to listen to just to get to this outro. I'll keep this short. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody who celebrates Valentine's Day. And uh, if you don't, maybe you uh, enjoyed this because it was fun to get to listen to drama and things of that nature. And of course, real quick before we go, I'm going to take a quick second to give a shout out to the patrons who are really just the best people in the world. My Patreon supporters, my hardheads. I apologize that I can't do normal yell, guys. My voice is literally about to give out. But we have my man Scott. We have Ronan Kamori. Wolf Delta Pi, both of which are of baseline feed. Uh, Eric Phones, actor extraordinaire, who will be coming on the show. He's going to be my first official interview of 2023. Eric, I love you. I'm so sorry that stuff keeps happening, but folks, it's going to be a badass interview when it does happen. Can't wait for it, buddy. We have Arthur Unk, Mike Quintero of Shutter Radio, which he just did his comeback. Go check it out. It's freaking awesome. C.M. Peters of Baseline Feed, also a phenomenal author. Jason Reese of Jaybird Digital Arts. Terry and Janet Hodder, literally the people responsible for this podcast, because if it wasn't for my parents, I wouldn't be here. So thanks for giving birth to me, mom and dad. <laughs> uh, Mr. Brandon Bowden of Bowden Voice, who actually was the one who recommended I sh- to, to, that I should do Omnibus episodes whenever I don't have a new episode for you guys. Try something different. So yeah, thanks, Brandon. Hope you guys enjoy this format. Especially you, Brandon. Hopefully you listen to it because you recommended this. So, you know, see see how that goes. And last but not least, of course, my man, Neil. Neil, I appreciate you, buddy. Thank you so much. Thank you to all of you for listening. Thank you to the patrons. I love you guys. Hoping to be back up to normal form next week. Hopefully with an interview with my man, Eric Phones, actor extraordinaire. But uh, just the way that the year has gone so far now with this... Uh, I know I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning with absolutely no voice. I just, that's the one good thing about me 
is when I, I start feeling the swelling and I start getting more phlegmy than usual. I know, ah, oh, fuck, I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning with absolutely no voice. And I am super, super swollen. My throat is super irritated. So I am going to go have some tea and try and go to bed <laughs> after I finish editing this up. Hope that you guys enjoyed this. Thank you so much for all the support. And I'll catch you next time on The Harder Show. Take it easy, guys. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.